Looking like an angel with no halo When I'm with her, tell me where the pain go Think I might be falling out of control What the fuck do I know? Maybe I should let it go I just want to keep it keep it real keep it authentic you know that's the that's the whole goal of or that's one of the one of, that's why I wanted to have you on first is because you know me better than anybody in the world right and so if me and you were sitting here talking shit I can't tell something like you can call me out you can be like that's not fucking true that's yeah. not how that happened straight up and so that's why I wanted to have you on first mm-hmm. I was thinking about that on the way here I was like we, we talked about this other day but I was like dude me and my boy Kate have been friends for almost 16 years yeah, 16 forever, years. Dude. Like, that's crazy, man. Like, when we met, we were, what, nine? Yeah. Nine or ten? And I yeah. just turned 26. I'm like, dude, that's crazy. It just doesn't seem like it's been that long at all. I know. That's what, that's, and that's another reason why I wanted to have you on first, just because, you know, you've been, even whenever I brought it, this, doing a podcast up, mm-hmm. you, I mean, because doing something like this and, like, actually trying to do it for a career, like, seems crazy to some mm-hmm. people. All right. And, but it's, you know, it's something I want to do, and you're just like, yeah. Nope. And the thing is, dude, like how I am now, um, back in the day, like, you know, I was kind of traditional, like you go to school, <laughs> yeah. this is the route you take. And then that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. But my, the way my mindset is now, I'm like, man, I'm going to support whatever you want to do. That's your life. That's what yeah. you choose to do. That's what you want to do. And I'm going to support that. And, um, whenever, you know, you start talking about it, this was I mean, what, five years ago, six years ago? It's been and a while. At the t- and it's kind of evolved because at first it was what? I think it started out as YouTube or started yeah. out something along those lines. See, it started off, I got real into uh, wanting to do YouTube stuff. But that was, but once I found podcasting, I knew yeah, like that's what I wanted to do because <clears throat> I never, I never got into YouTube stuff as, as much as I did in the podcast. Right. That's when I was like, oh, that's what I can do. And that's what I, I would love doing. Because that's my, that's my biggest thing with, and the reason for doing all this right. is because I want to do something career wise that I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't enjoy doing what I do now. Right. It's it's a different it's a different type of enjoyment. Like I, I get a, I get fulfillment from what I do now mm-hmm. because you know I'm, I'm helping these you know helping people and all right. that. But I don't in, I don't necessarily enjoy it. Right. I just get some sort of fulfillment from it. Yeah. And that's the thing with this is there's so many different avenues and there's so many different perspectives of people that, that you can talk to that, you know, something that I'm, another big thing that I've been trying to do recently is like, and I know you are a big advocate for this, but I always want to, no matter who it is or what it is, no matter the situation, I want to take something from everybody I come yeah. across. Like I want to learn something from you. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your uh, beliefs, beliefs are. I want to learn something from you. And, um, that's something I've been working on, especially within the last like year or so. So, and um, this is the perfect opportunity to do that because yeah. anybody you come on, everybody that comes on is going to have a different perspective on life or career or relationship, whatever it may be. But to be able to take little bits from them, you know, that that's going to help you grow as a person. So that's true. I'm all for that. Yeah. Well, that's it. Will see me and you are a lot alike, and that's why we're you know been friends for so long because you know. This and this is something we've talked about many times is that I don't I'm not so obsessed with one thing. Like we we have a friend who's obsessed with fishing right. to the point that it's like, man, you gotta do something else. Yeah, you gotta take a little bit from everything. And if if that's what he if that's what he loves, that's fine. But you know, sometimes not people don't want to go fishing all the time. Right. Me and you can literally do anything. Yeah. And and, and have a good time with it. So me with this podcast, I'm 
people have been asking me now that it's like been posted and stuff. People have yeah. been asking me like, well, what's your show about? Whatever, it's not, it's about whatever, whatever like, comes up yeah. because I can't say what it's about because I have so many interests. Yeah. Like I'll have you on today and me and you can be talking shit to each other or doing whatever. Yeah. It, having, you know, talking about old memories and stuff like that. We could do that. And then I could have an athlete on next week and it's strictly, and then like I can sports. have, it's strictly sports yeah. and I can have a doctor on next week. Right. And that's just like, that's who I, that's the people I find interesting. Right. So my show's not really about anything. It's not like it's one certain avenue that you want to really stick with. It's just whatever comes up and whoever you have on, it can change from day to day. It's whatever I find interesting. And that's cool, man. That's what I like. Like when I'm listening to a podcast, I don't, well, you know, obviously you have your ones that you listen to for specific reasons. Right. But for the most part, like when I'm listening to a podcast, man, I'm just trying to kick back, relax and listen to a couple people chop it up and- Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't, you know, the topic can go from one to the next really quickly and it doesn't, it doesn't stay on one thing. And that's, that's what I prefer. That's what I prefer. I don't, I don't like, I don't listen to ESPN podcast or baseball podcast. Like I'll listen to athletes, but when those athletes are talking, they're talking about a million different things. Mm -hmm. They're not talking about just sports. They're talking about how sports affect you in your life and, um, and your relationships and other, you know, avenues besides strictly just the sports that, that they, you know, if they're athletes and um, that's what they're doing, that's they're, that's not the only sole focus of them. So, well, a lot, a lot of you know, a lot of people that are like professional athletes and stuff really don't want to talk about sports. Mm-hmm. That's their like it's that's their, their job. job. Yeah. That's the, they live sports. Even when right. they're not playing sports, they're training for their sport. Mm-hmm. And so, like like I was saying before we started recording, was I I would am wanting to get Earl on. Right. If Earl comes in here and he does not, if Earl comes on and he doesn't want to talk about football, That's totally. Cool. Guess what? We're not talking about football. Earl right. just opened a strip club. He has a shoe. He has a shoe store in Austin. Yeah, where is like, that strip club? By the way, I didn't. I don't see know. That. We, I don't know. We I need, saw him post it on. We, need, we need to find out though. But <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, it's uh, it's in Houston. But uh, I don't know where at. But if he wants to come in and talk about that, like talk yeah. about what he's setting up for maybe after football, right? Because he's talked about retirement twice. Before this, before getting cut this past mm-hmm. season, he talked about it uh, twice after his injuries. Yeah, and so if you, I'll talk about whatever. Yeah. I don't. I you know, I'm not gonna force somebody to. So it's it's open conversation. Always whatever they want to talk about. Yeah, because also you get to see another side of them. Right. You, that's what I was telling. I was telling my grandma last night that there's a, a UFC fighter from Beaumont, mm-hmm. and me and him, Ryan Span. Ryan Span, yeah. And I've been talking, to, or trying to get him on, and uh, she was like, "Oh, so you're going to talk about fighting?" I was like, "Maybe, yeah, maybe fighting." Maybe. If he if he comes in and he's like, "Look, I'm really into baking right now," I'm like, "Let's talk Dude. about fucking baking." <laughs> I don't care. Let's go. Let's talk about baking. I don't care. Pineapple upside down cakes. <laughs> and I was like, "Are you beating those eggs?" And he's like, "All right, man. That's All right, chill, man. That's you don't enough. have to. You don't have to incorporate it." But I, dude, on another note. With Ryan Spann, wasn't am I tripping or wasn't he supposed to fight recently? He did fight recently. He did fight recently. Yeah, okay, he, I haven't kept up with UFC as much lately, but kind of feel bad about that one. What's that? I said I kind of feel bad about that one. I tweeted him when he was at he was on Twitter talking about looking for like nobody is taking his his fight or yeah. wanting to fight him, and so I uh, I tweeted to him about Johnny Walker, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What's up with Johnny Walker?" And he's like, he tweeted me back, and he's like, "I I tried, but he he said no." Well then, Johnny Walker accepted his fight, and Johnny Walker knocked him out. So, oh god, I was like, "Ooh, well, <laughs> the shit talk was fun while it lasted." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's something, man. Me and you have talked about that, but like whenever COVID started, um, 
I was never okay. I was into UFC, but not near as much as I am now. But after COVID hit and there was absolutely no sports, UFC was the only thing that was still continuously going. putting out. Yeah, and um, dude, I was like, I was watching every fight night. I was watching every um, big uh, showcase, the UFC two fifty six, two fifty seven, whatever it is. I was watching all of those, and I really got into it within this last year. Like, I mean, I saw something the other day that. Uh, you know, Dana White was really criticized whenever he was doing this because he was saying, everybody was saying he's putting these fighters' lives in danger and mm-hmm. all this and that. Man, if anything, like, obviously they've been really successful at it because I, I haven't heard of a single guy in the UFC, or, and if they have happened, correct me, but I haven't heard of a single guy in the UFC getting COVID, like, after these showcase fights. And I think the UFC has grown. Not that it wasn't already a big enough business, but it's grown even more since then. Like because they were the only they were the only show they were the only show in town, right? And like they they were big. They were already had gotten on ESPN, so people so some people were or even more people were learning about it. I should say. And so when they kept the show, like they were the only ones putting out content. And like even baseball, I forgot the World Series happened. Yeah, I completely forgot baseball happened. Right. Just because that's it's, they're still it, UFC was the only sport that kept going to and actually kind of got better without the without fans. Yeah, I think it got better because you can hear you can hear the better. the coaches talking. It's more personal. You I can think. He, you can hear the fighters talking to each other. Like right. it, it made it a lot more interesting for a lot of people. Yeah, and um, yeah, it just <clears throat> just it being the only show on brought a lot of fans there. They and. If you see when he was getting all that criticism, I watched the they have these uh embedded vlogs on YouTube where they'll they'll do a vlog every day the week before leading up to the fight. Right. And if you watch those, they made a, a point to highlight like how fighters are getting tested like every day. Yeah. Like all the protocols they have to go through. Uh they give them these special masks that look like fucking scuba masks. Yeah. Like he he went through some shit to make that happen. Right. It you know it wasn't a cheap operation. Like he took his time to make sure everybody was safe. And yeah. every positive test that they had came up. Yeah. They caught it. Like, like they caught it ahead of time, and n- nobody else got it. I saw something the other day. I can't remember the dollar amount. Uh, I'm just gonna take a shot and say it was like fifteen million dollars. But they were saying since the onset of COVID up until like last week. Um, they had spent, I want to say, $15 million strictly in just COVID testing. Was Who like, was it? UFC. UFC? Jesus Christ. I was like, holy cow. And that number's probably off. I, th- I remember it was in the millions. But when I heard that, I was like, my gosh. Like, they like they were testing. I mean, it, they had to have been testing almost every day to make mm-hmm. sure these people are good. Because, you know, with COVID, the thing with it is, um, like, somebody can be exposed to COVID mm-hmm. today. Like, you could have COVID. I could be exposed to you and get it today. Right. Um, but if I was tested three, four days from now, I could still show up Test negative. negative. So you have, they say it's like a five day span. So I'm sure they're testing them every day to make sure that, um, you know, even if they did come in contact with it, that, you know, they could still pop up negative and then get in the ring with somebody and pass it to that fighter and that fighter could pass it to their families or whatever. So yeah, I know they were probably testing them every day to make sure they're good. The amount of money he had to have spent to make that, to make the UFC go on because so he he had to set up fight Island, right? Set up fight Island in Abu Dhabi, which is like in Abu Dhabi. So, so super expensive. Mm -hmm. That, that alone is, you know, multi-million dollar operation. Then it's in Abu Dhabi, so the flight now the travel that you have to pay for for these fighters is not is not cheap. Right. 
That's you're talking like a twelve hour flight, mm-hmm. or probably longer. And then the everyday testing, the he had to limit. I know they limited like how many people they can bring because usually you could bring like X amount of cornermen and then like you, your wife or whoever. Right. He limited that because I remember there's one fighter who made his debut or something, and he his parents couldn't be there. Yeah. And that was like a storyline or whatever. But uh. Dude, he spent so much money to get that to get that going to keep everybody safe, and it he did. I mean, it really came out honestly. I think it came out with a better product. Yeah. And now he and he set the he set the blueprint though for these other sports because he showed how to get it done exactly. And now, like, if you look at if you look at the NFL, even if they have a, a like an off day, so usually I forgot what day it is in the NFL, but usually maybe it's like a Monday or something. It's like a it's like an off day, probably the day. It's either it's either Monday or there's there's because there's a football player that I follow and he was saying that he doesn't have to go to the facility for anything, but he has to go up there to get tested. Hmm. So even though he wasn't going up there, he he went up there to get tested. Right, and that was and that's his thing. And they have like beacons on them that track like who. how close you are to other players, and wh- so that way. Oh, if, that's nuts! I didn't know that. Yeah, they have little wristbands that have uh, beacons in them, and it tracks like they each have their number, and they put it in the charger when they leave, pick it up in the morning what? when they come in. Yeah, is that only in the NFL, or is that? I know it's. I know it's in the NFL. I don't Golly, know. I don't know everywhere. I didn't know else. that. Yeah, I did not know that. And so, but these that's how they've been doing contact. So what do they do if? Um, what do they do if they say you came into too close a contact with people? That's how. So that's why the Broncos had to bring in that scrub, like a few oh, weeks yeah. ago. That, that was that practice squad receiver. That practice squad guy. That, <laughs> he went like two for twenty. Yeah, he, he had like nine I think total he had yards. Six yards. Or yeah, something. that's why they had to bring him in. Was because they had one of the quarterbacks had tested positive, and they were that quarterback was in a room with the other right. quarterbacks, all the other quarterbacks, and they weren't social distancing. So wow. they were they're fucked. So that's how that came to be then. Yeah, oh, the beacon. Gosh. Well, they actually that I think came from a video of the film room that they were in. Oh, and they just showed but, that they were close together. But the idea with the beacons is to do to be able to help contact trace. Right. So if it, if they say okay, uh, Tom Brady tested positive today. Yeah. Okay. Well, who is he close? Yeah. Who is he close? His beacon. He was around. He was around Antonio Brown, Gronk. This guy. You know. Yeah. All these people are like, all right, well, all of them test them again and put them on isolation for however Dude, long. What's crazy, this is off topic, but what's crazy with Brady is, you know, everybody was kind of saying this year, like once he went to Tampa Bay, like, okay, he may be on the decline now a bit. Like, and, and yeah, obviously he hasn't had as good of a year as he's had in in, uh, in um, New England right. in quite a while. But, um, dude, I saw a stat the other day that he's what – I think it was uh, – most touchdown passes thrown by a Tampa Bay quarterback of all time. I was like, "What? That's crazy." How many does he have? I don't know. Because Jameis, like in number. a single season, in a single season, yeah. Because Jameis yeah, Winston yeah. threw well, thirty. is not that many. Last year he threw like thirty with thirty picks. Yeah, he was trash. But Brady this year, and I don't know the exact number mm-hmm. of uh, of touchdown passes he threw, but he beat the Tampa Bay single season record. I was like, "Wow!" See, and th- and they're a, saying he's washed up. Well, this is the thing, like, ca- like casual. Football fans don't understand. So, like, yes, he's he's going to have a decline regardless because right. he's changing completely, changing yeah, offensive, offensive coordinators, yeah. changing systems and schemes. Like, everything's changing. He has to learn an entire new offense. Yeah. And now he is Tom Brady, so he gets to make some some calls and be like, okay, well, we're going to implement this. Right. This works well. Uh, uh, you know, this fits this fits my games. This way I play. Yeah. 
So he has more pull than other quarterbacks. Right. But still, he had to learn Bruce Arians' offense. Oh, yeah. So, and 100%. if you look in historically, if you look at Bruce Arians' offense, his offense throws a lot of interceptions. Right. Just no matter who the quarterback is. Mm-hmm. When he was at Arizona, his quarterbacks threw a lot of interceptions. When he was at Tampa Bay, they threw a lot of interceptions. That's just yeah. That's what when he first started the season, he was throwing like a, a couple picks here and there. They're like, yeah. "Oh, look, he don't, he don't got it." And it's like, no, dude, he's got a new offense yeah, and an offense that throws interse- interceptions. Right, it's a whole like, new system. Like you can't expect him to come out the gate swinging and you know being MVP caliber right out the right off the bat, but. The fact that he's still doing what he's doing at high, as high of a level as he's doing it at what is he forty two? He, yeah, he's something old. like that. Yeah, like, dude, that's crazy. Like he's most nuts. of the time now, you see these quarterbacks that are our age, twenty five, twenty six, and I they know. get in the league, and you know they get established, and they get a couple years in, and they're still nowhere even close to touching the the rim of what Brady's doing. He's just that made me that real. <clears throat> that actually made me feel old the other dude, day. I feel old right now. I feel. <laughs> I'm like, dude, the other day. You've been I'm, old for a while, though, I know. and you know this. But, <laughs> but, dude, the other day, like, you know, my birthday was, uh, let's see, today's what, the second? So it was like two or three days ago. Four or days ago. Yeah, something like that. But, uh, you know, every other birthday when I woke up didn't feel any different. Like, okay, oh, I'm 20, 22, 23, 24, 25. When I, when I was like, dude, I'm 26. Like, I'm going towards 30. Like, that's crazy, Did man. you have to warm your feet up before you got out of bed? Chill. <laughs> <laughs> I put your slippers on that you, you have me. slippers on, you go, ah, rub the knees. Knees <laughs> <laughs> this morning, got to stretch it out. But no, I go dude, see whenever, my daughter. Whenever, <laughs> whenever, I, uh, whenever I realized I was 26, there was something about that. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And that's still oh, so yeah. young. So I, I, young. It's so young. Like, I, I get that, and I fully understand that. But it was the fact that... I think when I started thinking about it, I'm like, all right, I'm on the other side of my 20s now. Like, I'm going towards 30. Yeah, you're closer to 30 than 20. And then it's 50. And I'm like, and even though, dude, whenever I'm talking to people, like, you know, talking to grown adults that we work with in the workplace and stuff, and they're like, oh, I'm getting so old. I'm I'm 50 or I'm I'm 55. I'm like, dude, that's not old. No, that's not old. But I'm thinking of me. I'm like, man, I'm getting close to 30. I still feel like a kid. You know, it makes well because you know our whole. This is what made me. I thought about, I actually thought about this in depth the other day at work because I was listening to this um, to a running. Uh, I think his name's AJ. I think it's AJ Dillon from the Packers. I was listening to him talk and they asked him how old he was and he was like 21, and I was or 22 or whatever. Right. And I was like. Fuck, dude! Wow, I'm three years older than this and guy. This guy's a stud. He's a, he's NFL a rookie. He's a rookie back. in the NFL. Yeah. I was like, I'm three years older than this dude. It's weird, man. I'm like, oh my god. It's like, weird to think about. And because, well, the way I thought about it was, I was like, okay, so our whole life, our whole life, for the majority of our life, was sports, right? You know, because when you're in when you're in school, all you think is sports. That's it. It's sports, hanging with the boys. Mm-hmm. That's all you do. Your whole life for you have no responsibilities. No responsibilities. That's all you do for like your entire life. Yeah. It starts off sports, and then you trickle in, you know, your friends and girls and parties and stuff like that. But you're still right. doing just sports, right? So like all our references are, are like sports references, right. or like a lot of them are, have to do with sports. Yeah. So like then I'm sitting here looking at, you know, sports is sport I've followed forever. And I looked at that like God, these gro- these are grown men out there. Yeah. And then I see Edge of Doom, I'm like, it's a grown man, but he's. Three years younger than me. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. That's the thing, like, man. I wish, speaking of, like, high school sports and stuff like that, um, you know, I wish that whenever, and, and I'm not, I don't have regrets about it by any means, but 
<clears throat> I do wish that I would have taken it more seriously in school. Because, like, at the time, you know, when you're 18 or 16 to 18 years old, like, yeah, sports are important, but you've got all – your priorities are not in line Fuck at all. No, and we've talked about this in the past. Like, like, you know, I know whenever I was probably 15 to 18, and did I realize it at the time? No. But you've heard people say before – I've heard my parents say this. I've heard um, family say this. But they, they say, you know, when you're that age, you think you're invincible. Yeah. Straight up, that is the truth. We thought we were invincible. Mm-hmm. And looking back now, I'm like, man, dude, we did some oh, dumb I stuff. Oh, I think about the dumb stuff we dude, used to do all the time. But I, but I, my point I'm getting at is I wish that um, I wish that I would have taken sports more seriously back then. Because, um, you know, I, I, what I thought I was taking it serious in that oh, no. day and age, I wasn't at all. No. I didn't care. It wasn't a priority for me. But um, anyways... Yeah. That's what that's what I tell that's what I tell Keaton now because I I was telling him like dude j- just your size right. just your size you'll have a college offer you based off your size if you're de- if you're decent with your being six four you know whatever he weighs he weighs like one eighty something right but I was like if you're just your size if you're somewhat decent you'll get you'll get a school offer you and you can get yeah. your school paid for I said but you need to put in the work and get the and right. he's like oh I am. I'm like no, nah. whatever you think you're doing, you're not doing. <laughs> you're not enough. doing near enough. Like promise. So I'll send. I'll like I. Uh, I have some saved. Some E60 videos saved. Yeah. Like if you watch Carlos Correa's, have you ever watched his E60? No, dude. For one, shame on you. You say yeah, you're an Astros fan. You haven't watched Carlos Correa's E60. <laughs> shame lying. on you. But so Carlos Correa's in his E60, he's talking about uh, his and his dad was talking about when he was waiting for the bus. He's running sprints, waiting for the bus. Right. You gotta like, have that mindset. Dude, I wouldn't have done that in school. No. I'd have been like, I'm not gonna sweat before school. Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> I'm trying to get us, you know, potentially get like get some girl's number or something at school. Like, I'm trying to potentially get a date at school. I'm not gonna get sweaty. Are you crazy? No, but those guys, I'll save that for athletics. I think no, they just it's like a different. It's a mindset. different mindset that those guys have because they know where they want to be at a much younger age. I didn't figure out what I wanted to do or what I wanted to. You know where I wanted to go with my life till I was much older. When I was sixteen, I wasn't out running sprints before class. Fuck no. Like I was after school. Was I wanting to go to the gym? No, absolutely not. Dude, we, were, I, we were drinking in the school parking lot a few exactly. times. Exactly. So <laughs> things were different. And like, if I had my mindset that I have right now, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I may not have the the best mm-hmm. tools to get it done or the athletic ability to get it done, yeah. but I have the mindset to get it done, and I will... You're also white, so you're not going to get it done. I'm not going to get it done. <laughs> but uh, if I if I had the mindset that I had now, back when we were in school, things may have been different. Because I know yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work hard no matter what I do, no matter if it's if it was in, you know, it's in athletics, if it's hobbies, if it's my work. Like, I'm going to bust my tail, you know, to get it done. But... um. No, those guys they they got that mindset at a much younger age. And they, that's that maturity. That's level. what that's like. They when they find what they love and they know that's what they love. Mm-hmm. That's like me with this. I know, like obviously, like whenever um, when Ashley got pregnant with Bentley, I was like, okay, I got to do something to take care of you know my son and take care right. of you know I have responsibilities now. I got to take care of it, and so I did that, but. Never did it whenever I started that. Was I like, oh, this is what I want to do forever. Right. I just knew, like, I got to do something now while I figure out what I what I want to do, what I love. Yeah. <clears throat> These kids, like that kid, that, that viral video of that kid that got his baseball bat. Oh, my gosh. That kid was that so mother- <laughs> That motherfucker's going pro. 
Yeah. Like, that's the type of, like, now, depending on the work ethic and yeah. hopefully. He, he has the mindset. He's though, got the, he's got the love age. for something. Yeah. That's the thing is you have to love what you're doing. I saw a video on Twitter. It said, uh, it was that video and it said, I saw a $400 million contract at 33 seconds. Yeah. He grabbed that. That's when he grabbed it. And he, he like, got in his stance. <laughs> yeah. That kid so is excited, nuts. Man. But did you see where the Astros came out and, and brought him that some kid? stuff? Yeah. Uh, they got him an Altuve sign ball. He was out in his full uni. And uh, yeah, I didn't realize when I was watching that video that he was an Astros fan, but that makes me like him even more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't he from? He's from Texas. Uh, he, he's out in Texas. I mean, because huh? the, the Astros caravan's the one that went out there. So I assume he's from He's probably close in Houston by. area. Yeah. 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 That's the type. That's the thing. We find a love for something like that. Yeah. It makes, because it makes all that not work. Right. It's like, oh, I'm, I, I want to get faster for baseball, so I'm going to run sprints before the bus gets here. Yeah. Or I want to <clears throat> – or in, in Carlos Correa's E60, his his dad was throwing him or hitting him ground balls, and there was tree roots where he was at. Right. That's and a so good the way ball to was, take a ball in the eye, too. And he was. And he was, and he said uh, – somebody he was crying or something. He was saying it was too hard. And his dad was like, uh-uh, don't say that. Don't say it's too hard. Just get it. I remember. And then – and he was just like, I okay, remember well, freshman fuck. year and sophomore year taking ground balls on the practice football field, dude. I took some ball. I took a couple yeah. balls to the face. Well, there's no divot. There, yeah, because there's divot. Okay. <laughs> Easy. All right. Well, you may want to cut that out. <laughs> no. It's, I'm leaving that in. But, uh, no, well, there's divots all through that field from us freaking tackling yeah. and cutting and all that stuff. Like, yeah. It was the, yeah, that practice field, man. You go out there and they'd be hitting screamers at you. And, dude, I have, like, PTSD from that, dude, because I just knew something was about to come up and pop me in the face. Everybody oh. else would get all the good hops, but nope, not, not this yeah. guy. And that's when <laughs> and that's when you kind of take the ball gets – you're squared up on the ball, and you kind of take a little back step and a lean, and the coach is like, like hey, get, get down put your on nose it. in it, son. <laughs> get down on it. You're like, like, I don't want to, coach. I don't want to. It's easy to save from that end of the fucking exactly, ball. Exactly, man. Dude, so – well, this is what this is what I've thought about a lot now. Now that I or once, like I said, I you know was figuring out what I wanted to do or whatever. Right. So now that you have a kid, you're now you now like you said you now support like you'll now support somebody no matter what they want to do. Right. So when Ella gets old enough to where she, which Bentley now when he tells me the shit he wants to do, I'm like, hey, dude, you want to be a dinosaur? He said, <laughs> <laughs> okay. He told, well, we were talking, we did a practice episode in here so I could practice editing. And he was, I was like, what do you want to talk about? He said, uh, I'm talking about getting rich. Oh, and I was like, okay. Man. I was like, all right. So, uh, I was like, you want to be rich? And he's like, yeah. I was like, what do you, I said, all right, well, what are your plans to get rich? First two were illegal. He wanted oh, to, okay. he wanted to steal money, and I was like, "All right, well, you're not going to do that because yeah. you go to jail." Right. And he's like, "Well, maybe I could be a diamond man." A diamond? Uh, what's a diamond man? Hey, sell diamonds? So, I guess. Where's he getting the diamonds? I don't know. <laughs> he gonna steal the diamonds? But he was talking about. He's like, "I'm gonna be a diamond man," but like, so, like now his idea is he wants to be a diamond man or a police or a police officer, and I'm cool. like, "All right, well, those are two police very, officer, but you ain't getting rich." <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna get rich on one of those, but uh, so like with Ella. When she starts coming, you just you just not, not really care what she. I mean, unless it's something ridiculous. I'm gonna ridiculous. support her, and no matter what she wants to do, obviously I'm gonna try to throw some input in there, right? Um, just based off life experience, and you know, I'll I'll see where she's at and what she's good at and what she has potential to be good in, and then I'm gonna try to, you know, if that's something she's interested in, I'm gonna push for that. Um, but for the most part, man, like I'm never gonna I'm never gonna um, pressure her into doing anything that she doesn't want to do. I want her to make her own decisions. I want to raise a kid that's independent, is an independent thinker. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to have to rely on me 
and to rely on Emily to um, make her own choices. Obviously, we're going to be there for support and we're going to be there right. for guidance for her, but I want her to figure it out. You know, so um, I think that starts at a young age because you got to give them the independence to be able to think that way. If they don't have that mindset, I mean, they're going to re- always rely on somebody else to try to make those decisions for them. So Emily and I have talked about this in the past. Like um, what I want to do for her is obviously right now she's 10 weeks old. So mm-hmm. we're, we're, you know, we're talking way down the road. Her. Yeah, yeah, way, yeah, way down the road. But we're pretty much solely taking care of her right now. But when she starts getting old enough to something as simple as, picking her clothes in the morning, um, figuring out what she wants to eat. Like I want her to make those choices so that she does, she does turn into an independent thinker. Mm-hmm. And, um, but no, I'm going to support her in whatever she wants to do, man. Like, um, and, and, you know, we were talking about that the other day. Uh, I asked Emily, I was like, what do you think? What do you think she's going to do when she, when she grows up? She said, Oh, I think she'll be a doctor. I'm like, all right, cool. She can be a doctor. Support me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, whatever she wants to do, I'm good with. And, um, I'm going to, I'm going to support her no matter what. Okay. Yeah. That's what, cause I was, I've thought about that for a long time. Like if I just was support anything, but, uh, but really it goes to obviously to an extent, <laughs> to an extent. Yeah. I mean, now that's why, you know, we're there for guidance because if they say something, you know, if he's, if Bentley's like, he's like, man, I don't know. That's, you know, you could sell drugs. It's really kind of hard to get caught selling drugs. I'd be like, all right, well, listen, if you do get caught, you're fucked. <laughs> you're in a like, load of trouble, buddy. Yeah, so like you know, you can't support everything, but that's why you you you're there for guidance and everything. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I've thought about that for but I want to give a while her, now. I want to give her the foundation to where that's what you know, that's what's most important. Where she where she knows where, whatever she chooses to do, it's going to be in a realm that's reasonable. Yeah, and um, it's not going to be something outlandish like crazy that she chooses to do because we're going to raise her in a household where. She knows right from wrong. Right. She knows what, you know, what's going to be right for her and, you know, what could get her into trouble or whatever. So I think that she'll, I think she's going to be a successful little girl. So I'm, I can't wait, man. Well, dude, that's what really with Bentley being in school now and Bentley in, in sports, in sports, I could see it too when he was playing baseball, but really in school, you can see, and, and, and also in my work, I see it. You can tell like the way a kid turns out has everything to do with their upbringing. Absolutely. Everything. Because Bentley, he has been, so you know you get your color moved when you're you're bad. He's got his color moved two or three times. He got got it moved to yellow two or three times in however long he's been going there, which is just like a warning. And it's always for talking, which, you know. Whatever. Yeah, you're a little kid. You're going to be talking. But he'll come in and and he tells me, like, he'll snitch on all the other kids. So he gets in the car and is like, oh, so and so went to orange, and so and so oh. went to went to red, <laughs> and he's like he's snitching. Telling you the tea, son. But it's like the same kids every day. Yeah. The same kids every day. And one of the kids, he said that he wanted to go um, play at uh, this kid's house. And I was like, I was like, oh, I don't know, because that kid's always on orange. Like, I was, just, <laughs> Is I was that the kid that's always on orange, man. I, was, I don't know. I said that. that. I, was like, I was like, I was like, he gets his color moved a lot, doesn't he? He said, yeah. And I was like, hmm, okay. Well, I mentioned it to Bentley's mom, and she she knows him. Yeah. She knows them and she knows that she said they do not watch that kid. Yeah. She said like the grandparents watch him. I think, I believe she said the grandparents watch the kid a lot. Right. And when the parents do have him, like he just runs, he runs the house. Like he does whatever he wants. Nope. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's mistake number one. Huge mistake. We'll see. Yeah. Me and Ashley are, you know, we have rules with Bentley. Like no matter what house he's at, he's got rules. So like he never gets his color moved except for like three times. Yeah. Like he, 
if I walk by his room, I'm like, Bentley, your man, your room is dirty. I don't tell him to pick it up. I just say, man, your room's dirty. He'll yeah. be like, yeah, he'll go in there and pick it up. <laughs> like he, but you, yeah, and that's that. That's it's just how thing. you like, raise them. You want them to have that initiative too. You don't mm-hmm. want somebody to have to tell them what to do all the time. Yeah, you don't want you know you want them to take that initiative for themselves. So that's good that he has that at such a young age. Because I, I didn't have it. No, dude, <laughs> I didn't not have at it all. at all, dude. And and see, that's the it thing. It took a lot of years. My mom, for me to get which that. which I I've told my mom this that she. She wasn't hard enough on like me, and I don't know about Madison. She, I know she was hard enough on me. So I'll just right. talk for for myself. She wasn't hard enough on me because she's like, "Okay, your room is filthy. Like you need to clean your room." I'm like, "Okay, mom, I'm listen, <laughs> mom, listen. I have everything spread out so I know where it's at." Yeah, and she just be like, she just kind of roll her eyes, like, and just walk off and do what she had to do. Right, and my room wouldn't get clean. Yeah, it just wouldn't be. It just wouldn't be clean, dude. If that was Bentley, Bentley was like, no, no, no. I I have my clothes like that so I can see what I'm, He's got what all I have. For it. I'd be like, that's very cool. But if you hang them up, you can just cycle through them. Like, <laughs> yeah. hang them up. Right. Like I I I wouldn't sit around and let that. But dude, that's why I'm, that's why though uh, I was so excited for you and Emily to have a baby is because I knew, like for one, I knew you'd be a great dad. Just I've known you for so long. Yeah. But Emily too. Emily, I mean, she's strict with you. <laughs> she sets the she she sets the rules for you too. So I was like, oh, that's that's gonna be a great kid, no matter what. Dude, so, she, but dude, uh, it's I like, was, dude, this is this is kind of detouring a little bit. But I was thinking about that um, on the way over here, actually. And you know, whenever I met Emily, I was I think nineteen, or mm-hmm. eighteen or nineteen. But I may have even been twenty. I can't remember. But at that point in my life, like I was still in the phase of. Um, I didn't have my priorities in line. Mm-hmm. I was all I wanted to do is have a good time, right? Yeah. I wanted to go hang out with people that absolutely had. They didn't care. They couldn't care less about me. All no. they wanted to do was have a good time, and that's yeah. all I wanted to do was have a good time and go out and party and go to the clubs and all that. And then when I met her, she was like, "Uh, no, not doing that anymore." <laughs> and I was like, "You know what? That's cool because I needed that in my life." I was thinking about on the way here. I was like, "Uh, you know." I, and this is this may be going out on a limb here, but this is truly what I believe. I don't think I would have gotten through school if it wasn't for her, mm-hmm. honestly. Because um, when I got, you know, when I first got accepted into the program I was in, um, once again, like I had met Emily probably four or five months before. But in that four or five months, I grew, I matured so much because I was like, you know, I actually have somebody I care about now. Mm-hmm. Like, and she's not cool with that. Yeah. And she, and that's not what, that's not where her interests were. So that's not where my interests are. But so and you, but you were already had to have been a, a level of maturity to accept to that. To be because, able to accept that. Because yeah. in Still school, in school, we wouldn't have put up with that. No. We'd have been like, oh, no. you're, you're, you're killing, you're taking time away from no. me with my boys. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we got to end this. Right. So, so you already had matured en- just enough to be able to like, yeah, okay, well, dude, this, like, she's, she's important. So. I'm doing what Luckily, she it was needs. like just enough because yeah, just, enough. just enough, like 1% <laughs> enough because, um, you know, that's, that was my idea of a good time was going out and hanging out with my friends and, yeah. and drinking or doing whatever and just acting a fool. But, um, when I found somebody that I actually cared about, I was like, all right, I, you know what? I'm willing to settle down for this person. So I did, I settled down and if it wasn't for her, I don't think I would have gotten through school. I don't know where I'd be right now because I probably wouldn't have hit that level of maturity till, you know, possibly years down the road. Cause I don't know if I would have found somebody that I would have just dropped everything for and been mm. like, I'm all in for you. So I don't think I would be where I'm at right now. Honestly, I really don't. Or it, I may be on the same route, but I don't think I would have gotten there yet. Yeah. 
I don't know. See, it's weird <clears throat> because from from me, like I see, I know how you are, and I see like how you know you handle business and you're like mature and everything. So it's like for me, I'm like, ah, oh, you'd have done it. But then, mm. but you're saying it's because of Emily. So I don't Dude, know. I don't think so because like <clears throat> I would have I would have had the right mindset going into it. Like I would have, you know, when I got in, I would have probably tried to get my stuff together. But at the end of the day, like I'd have too many distractions. Yeah, I'd have too many distractions. The week, what I, what am I wanting to do on the weekends? I'm wanting to go hang out with you my. You probably friends. wouldn't have done as well in school either. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at. So like with her, you know, she'd come hang out at the house and hang out in my in bed or hang out on the couch or whatever. I'd be sitting at my desk studying, mm-hmm. and and that was cool with her. And that was that was what we wanted to do because we both know that knew that we had goals in mind, and we supported each other in those goals. But um, yeah, I think I would have had too many distractions. So. I'm I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I think it's so for me. I guess it's the same for me with with Bentley though, because not that I was necessarily par- I wasn't really partying or right. anything at the time. Like I said, when she, when she got pregnant with Bentley, I was like, oh shit, like I got to take care of business, which is which is so weird because some guys don't have that. Yeah, like some guys guys that we went to school with and guys that we both know. Like there's so there's I'll t- I'll tell you when we're done recording who who I'm talking about but there's a guy that we went to school with and you I've, I think I've told you this before so you might remember there's a guy we went to school with who had a kid uh who had a kid around the same time I did the first like year or so I saw his kid more than he did right and it was on accident it's nuts man. I ran into him at, at a doctor's office I ran into him at Walmart like I just ran into his kid and saw him more than he did right <clears throat> but like so some guys like they have a kid and they don't they're like nope. I don't see I can't how. Do it. I don't, especially when now that you have one, you're like, I don't. Yeah. It's I don't see how. Like, it's I'll put it to you this best. way. You know, I'm with my I'm with my daughter every day since she's been born. I've been with her every day, most of the day. Mm-hmm. On my date, like I remember whenever she was first born, we got back home, and I think I went to go vote. I think that's what I was going to do, and I took 30 minutes to go vote. And the whole time I was gone, I'm like, dude, I just want to be home. Yeah, like, I just want to be home with my baby. Oh, dude, you're a homebody now. Yeah, like <laughs> if you weren't if you weren't before, you are oh, now. No, I already am, and. You know, I was like, I just want to be home. And the whole time I'm at work, you know, I'm, dude, all I can think about is being home with my wife and my daughter. And that's, you know, it's just, it's, it gives you something to look forward to every day. But yeah, it's a, like, it's something I've never experienced before. And it's different than what I thought it was going to be. It's it not, makes you like, so I know, I know one thing and I almost felt, uh, not selfish. I don't know. I don't know how I felt. I, I felt a little weird about it for a while. Cause like, like I said, for, my whole life, you know, my pro- up to the point of Bentley, my priority was like my friends and you know yeah. sports or whatever the case may be, and then I had him, and I would go, I would go days like weeks without even thinking about like you or anybody. Right. It's just like me and him, and I'm like I don't think about yeah. any of y'all. Yeah. Like y'all don't exist. Right. And then I'm like, oh shit, and I'm like, oh, like, I would just text you out of the blue, like, oh hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Because I felt bad. I'd be like, dude, I, I don't care. But you, but I'm sure you've done the same thing where you've yeah. gone like a few days where you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, I haven't talked to this. My person mom or still that exists. Person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to talk to my mom. Yeah, and I try to keep those relationships still with everybody. Um, but you know the way I am, the way I've all to an extent have always kind of been. I keep a I keep a pretty tight knit circle, and you've yeah. known that. Yeah. So. I got limited people that um, I touch base with daily or weekly or whatever, but those people, you know, I do try to keep that constant conversation with them because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that, like, we went to school with, friends that were best friends of ours in school. Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't talk to those people anymore. Yeah, And, yeah. It's, and it kind of sucks, you know what I mean? But you got your your core group of people that you're always going to be close with. And you're always Well, gonna be I'm cool still, with. like, this, like some, 
one of our best friends in high school that we really don't talk to. I know I don't. I haven't talked to him since John Jones fought Anders, uh, Alexander Gustafson right. the second time. That was the last time me and him yeah. actually like hung out and talked. Dude, I I don't dislike him. No, I don't have any problem. There's no problem. We just we just don't talk. Yeah, everybody takes their different route and their different. We just path, don't. We just don't talk. And if we if we were to hang out, no problem. No, we're, it's back to back it's back to, to boys. Days, we're yeah. chilling. You know, it's whatever. Yeah. But it's just he's not. I would say he's not in that my tight circle. Right. He's he's in my circle. He's not in my tight circle where it's right. like people who I will really go out of. I'll still go out of my way to help right. him. I'm not going to say yeah. that. I'd still go out of my way to help him. But like he, like you, you called me in the middle of the night for something. I I'm up and I'm I'm there. Yeah. For him, if he called me, you know, three in the morning, for, and he was like, "Hey man, you, I need help changing the tire." I'd be like. Okay. <laughs> All right, give me fuck. All right, All right man. <laughs> let me give go me, get a Red Bull. Give me a minute. <laughs> let me get ready. But yeah, but yeah it's just dude, that's it's, I don't know. It's just your priorities. Say, your priorities just change. I would say right now, I probably have you know, and you got your like you said, like you got your group of people that um, that even if you don't talk to them in two, three, four, five months, mm-hmm. you meet up. All is back to normal and all is good. Like like Drake's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Drake, me and Drake, Drake, me and Drake, always be a boy. Me and Drake barely barely talk either. We talk, but when we do, it's always good. Like yeah. it's always back to like we like we never missed a beat. Yeah, he needs to stop and sending me TikToks. So he sends me a TikTok. He doesn't send me TikToks. Like every other week, I'm like, bro, I am not watching these <laughs> at all. No, he and then one time he got he got his feelings hurt because he sent me like 30 of them. And then finally, he I think he said something. He was like, hey, are you are you watching these? I was like, dude, I hadn't watched a single one at least. And he was, so I went back and watched them all. But, no, he'll always be, he's always he'll always be one, of my, one of my best friends. You know, obviously but he's also he's, always been good to us. Yeah, for sure. He's always, also dude, always man. been good to, it's it's good good to us. That's another thing that's like that goes into it. Like, there's guys that I've been, I was friends with before, and we've had, like, arguments or our little beefs or whatever, or they weren't always – a good friend to me, yeah. but we're still, we're still friends, but still like cool. they've, they've had some moments where it was, you know, questionable. questionable. <laughs> and so them, those are ones where like, we'll still be cool if I run into you, but I mean, I'm not inviting you over to, yeah. I'm not inviting you over to, you know, parties or stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Think people, it's weird how like when you're younger, like the things that you think, you're like, Oh, this is my fucking best friend. We'll be together forever. It's like, no, not so you're really much. not because, any any like the smallest thing can like push them out of the picture. But I think what it is too is like when you're in school, or when I say school, I mean high school. When you're in yeah. high school, you know y'all or for the most part, you kind of all have similar interests. Either y'all meet you meet your friends through sports or you meet them through class or whatever. But then when y'all become friends, y'all have the same hobbies, y'all have the same interests. Whenever you know a breaking point, and they I've always heard people say that whenever you go off to college, you lose friends. You lose you lose mm-hmm. friends that you've been friends with forever. But I think that's true. But usually, those people that you lose contact with, um, it's because y'all are at different points in life. Like you know, me and you and um, Drake and everybody. You know, we we all kind of started doing our own thing, but we all had similar interests and we had similar yeah. goals. So we all you know kept in touch. But then there's others that um, you know. Not not to say there's anything wrong with that. I'm totally fine with whatever they want to do. But if they're you know their thing is like now I'm 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 a family man. Like I want to be yeah. home with my family and I want to be you know if 
we don't we don't go out partying we don't stay out late mm-hmm. like we just we kind of do our little thing at home and um there's other people that um don't quite have that they're still out wanting to party and all that and that's fine dude like i'll still be your yeah. friend but we just that's how you lose that connection you lose that touch with them yeah that's what's that's been the biggest one for me because i think it's because i had bentley at such a young age which i was already kind of done partying at that yeah. time anyway but when i had bentley it was like I was really done partying. Right. You you could not drag me out to go go drink. And if it was, I was like, fuck, man. Like, I was there regretting it. I was like, nah, I, could, I could be home. Yeah, I could be home. Like, I remember, I remember for, I forgot whose birthday it was. For one of, for, for one of the birthdays, we, we went to an Astros game. Mm-hmm. And, um, Ashley's, Ashley's dad and stepmom were watching Bentley. And it, I, I think so. If I'm remembering correct, that's how it was. And we were just like, I mean, we were enjoying it, but we were like checking, like yeah. our whole thing was just check on him. Right. So like now, yeah, like all those friends who still, I still see going out, like people that also have kids and they still go out constantly. I'm like, how, do, how are you doing that? Yeah. How, how can you, how can you just leave your kid to go? Cause right. to, for me, me and Bentley can do nothing. Me and Bentley set up a tent in the living room the other day Yeah. and like set up a tent inside the house watch tv in the tent and like that was the best right so fun mm-hmm. Why, but i don't need to go i could i wouldn't leave him for to, for anything yeah to go do it's just exactly. i don't know it's just weird how people have the same like you would think we have the same priorities because like oh we also we, oh you have a kid and i have a kid let's go yeah let's take our kids to the park or, right. or no like oh you want to meet us at the winery it's like i want to go do some cake i stands. sure <laughs> i sure don't i sure don't want to meet you at the winery <laughs> i want to do anything other than that yeah I swear, but dude, I was thinking about um, Ella's age and Bentley's age, like mm-hmm. how each age is like has like their own thing that makes them great. Yeah. Like Ella's is cool because like she's it's is new and you get to watch her. Uh, dude, she's you get to watch her like so learn fast. so fast. Yeah. You get to watch her like she's more alert and checking things out and like you see her learn things, start pulling up on stuff, start rolling over mm-hmm. on her own. Like all that's cool. And then you get to and then it's like the next little section is where they start like walking and figuring out stuff. Yeah. But dude, Bentley's age right now is so fucking fun <laughs> because he's old enough to like have his own thoughts and yeah. like really think things out before he does it. Right. And so you can actually like you can do more. Right. Did I tell you the the uh, the sticky hand that would happen with the sticky hand? Mm-hmm. So we were <laughs> me and Vanessa were cooking and we left the back door open and Bentley and Hero were running around in the backyard. Well. Bentley ran into his room and Hero came in and Manessa Manessa's like, Oh my God, look. And so I like turn and look real quick and she's like, Look at Hero's butt. And Hero oh, Hero had a st- like a sticky hand that you get that kids get in like um in uh, little gift bags yeah. or from birthday parties. Don't tell he me. had a sticky hand hanging out of his ass. Oh no. <laughs> so he had a sticky hand hanging out of his ass and Manessa's like, What do we do? I was like, you just pull it out. And How did she, that happen? He just ate it. Oh, he so just he was ate pooping it. it out. He was he ate it and he was pooping it out. And oh, only, well, I only you the, were saying like Bentley stuck it there. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> He's like so. So only the hand made it out. Oh, because you know man. it's it's long. So only the hand made it out. Well, I was like, we just pull it. I was like, you just pull it out. And she's like, what? I don't. She's like, I don't want to pull it out. Oh, and so I was like, Bentley, come here. <laughs> I was like, hey, dude. I was like, look at Hero's butt. And he go, he looks and he goes, you ate my sticky hand. He looks and he goes, Dad, <laughs> why didn't you stop him? I was like, dude, if he's pooping it out, he ate that like yesterday. Yeah. And then he was just like, oh. I said, I'll give you $5 if you pull it out. Did he pull it out? And he goes, 
he goes, he's like, oh no. Or no, at first I was like, just pull it out. And he's like, no way. And I was like, I'll give you $5 if you pull it out. Fuck bucks. And he's like, you see him sit there and think. And he goes, all right. All right. <laughs> and so I gave him a nap, uh, a napkin. I fold it a couple times and I gave it to him. I was like, just grab it like that and just pull it out. He's like, okay. So he, so Hero goes outside. And so ben, we're looking out the window and Bentley's chasing Hero around the yard, like trying to grab the sticky oh, hand dude. from underneath him. <laughs> you should have recorded that. We did. If if I would have if if I would have known it was gonna play out the way it did, yeah. I would have recorded it, dude. But you got to look at your circumstance, man. You got to be more aware. I know, I know. That's <laughs> a awareness. sticky hand coming yeah. out of your dog. That doesn't ass, happen like. all the time. Yeah, I should have got that. <laughs> but he, so we're watching him through the window. And he's chasing Hero around the backyard, and Hero will stop, and Bentley will grab his tail and lift it up, and he'll go to grab it, and Hero will take off running again. So he's chasing him. Well, they end up on the back porch, and we can't see them because of the wall right there, yeah. but the doors open so we can see the reflection of them in the window right and hero's standing there and bentley has his tail up and he grabs it and he pulls his fucking sticky hand and back it just stretches he pull it just stretches because <laughs> you know this, this long stretchy sticky hand he pulls it back like he's starting a fucking lawnmower and he pulls like this and hero feels it pull oh, and hero no. starts fucking spinning circles freaking out oh my and bentley, God. as soon as he starts spinning circles bentley drops the the paper town he comes I'm in done. he goes nope i can't do it not and dude, went to his room ain't worth five bucks dad dude, he goes no I, can't, I can't do it i can't do it and dude that was the funniest fucking thing and you're right i should have videoed <laughs> yeah but dude just stuff like that just stuff like that makes it so fucking fun of an age yeah. to where it's like man just because you could see him. He was like, no, I'm not. Are you crazy? And I was like, five bucks. And he's like, dude, five bucks for real? He started doing the math in his head. And he's like, all right, how much do Legos cost? Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Dad. Dude, Got it. It's Man. so fucking fun. Yeah. And then now, like, we were, we were playing baseball the other day. And, like, you watched him play T-ball. Like, he mm-hmm. would he would swing and he'd make contact. But he's just, like, swinging to make contact. Yeah, he better put some legs into it now. Dude. So I finally, like, figured out, like, how to get him to swing hard. I'll show you the. Oh, I can't show you, but uh, I'll show you a picture when we're done recording. He had um, six woof, or five or six wiffle woof, balls, and I was like, I finally figured out how to get him to swing hard. I'd get the ball and I'd talk shit to him, like yeah. with the with the ball, like, "Oh, you can't hit me, you, you're weak, Da-da. dude." He broke all six of them, Dang. broke them to where he can't hit them anymore. Really, dude? I was like, yes. I mean, this is what I'm talking it. about. <laughs> you can go worth buy it. some more wiffle balls. Worth it, yeah. Figured it out. Character, son, dude. It's just he's at such a fun age, man. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, dude. And and you know you were oh shoot I don't know a lot of people I've talked to when they're like they have kids that's Bentley's age now. Whenever we're talking about like my daughter, they're like, man, I don't even remember that age. Like it's hard for them to remember yeah. way back then. Yeah. So I'm trying to like that's why take in every moment I can. But that's that and that's why I took that's why I told you that is because I've. Been through that, yeah. but just just recently, we, I went through that. We were looking at pictures and like, dude, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, she was so much smaller. She looked like an infant. Now she's, you know, she's looking at you, she's smiling, she's yeah. laughing. You know, we're kind of playing with her now. It's just the fact that she grows so quick, man. It's crazy. Like it's crazy yeah. how fast they grow. That's what that, and that's that's why I, that was the one thing where I, I told you I was like, all right, we fuck around all the time, but I got to get serious with you. Take in every moment. And take pictures of everything. Yeah. Because my camera roll is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Right now. Because, and like, that's like mine. If you look at, like, it's hard for me to remember that age, but then you see that picture and then immediately you're back. You're, back. Yeah. you're like, and you, it's different because it's a few weeks, but like me, I can go back years on there 
Yeah. And I remember everything we were doing. Right. As soon as you see that picture. So it's like, man, it's it's happened so fast. Yeah. Like, so, so Bentley's six now. Bentley's six now. Just in those six years, we've moved one, two, three. This is the fourth place I've lived right. since he's moved. And then, you know, between all the move, or actually the, the this is actually the fifth place I've lived since, uh, since, He's been born. Yeah. And like, just like from those houses, like seeing the pictures at each different one mm-hmm. and the videos and stuff, you're like, man, this, so much has happened in between there. And it's just the craziest thing. How yeah. fast, how fast it happened. Yeah. I got to take a piss break. Piss break. Time out. And we live. Dude, I'm like a professional podcast. I'm like Joe Rogan already, you know? <laughs> like, like yeah, I don't have to take piss breaks. I'm good. I do jujitsu. I have a golden retriever. God, I have a fucking bow and arrow. On, I have a bow and arrow in my See closet. Where your inspo is, huh? Dude. I'm like the white trash Joe Rogan. Okay, I got my shit together. Joe Rogan moved to Texas, right? Yeah. Is he like in Texas now? Mm -hmm. Dude, he's in Austin. Yeah. Is he in Austin? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say like, dude, his house is nuts. Is it? Oh my god. Where was he living? He was in L.A. He was in yeah. He's on. I mean, it was was, wasn't technically L.A., but he was in that area. Dude, that's such a nice area. I remember seeing him post pictures with his dog, like doing his little trail runs and stuff. I'm yeah. like, what? He found a, he found a very to... similar spot. Really? Yeah. I was gonna say like in the hill country or something would fit him, but like, why would you want to leave that? Like, that's he, such a cool place. Oh man, he had this setup, but I mean, this is the the place he has now is a setup as well. Yeah. Um, he's got um, his place is off of Lake Travis, I think. It's somewhere out there, but it's um. I mean, his place is nuts down here too. Right. So it's on the water. Yeah. He's got I so mean, much. Pro- he can afford so much property. Basically anything he wants, man. Oh yeah, he got that hundred million dollar deal. Yeah, from Spotify. You know, it's, that's that's the power of fucking Joe Rogan. So Spotify pays, gives him this hundred million dollar deal, which they didn't give him a hundred million dollars up front. Right. Yeah. But so they give him a hundred million dollar deal, and people are thinking he's like overpaid or whatever, and their stock shoots up by however many. Like so, they're however many money. million they made money in, instantly. Money. They made money, yeah, because and he's then, he's only on Spotify now, right? Yeah. So is his old episodes he can post, on Apple Music? I mean, Apple. Uh, podcast? Um, I don't know because, dude, like that's that's know. one of they my might go-tos. they might own his uh his feed now. Yeah, for a while. Um, but dude, he and then but also the power of uh Joe Rogan is all the Spotify. Did you see what happened with the Spotify employees? Maybe. They were like boycotting him because they didn't like the stuff oh, he was yeah. talking about. Right. And they were saying they were like, Well, we'll we'll quit and we'll uh we'll walk out if he's not taken down. They said, Walk out. Yeah. Leave. Walk Dude, out. This leave. guy's making us bukus of money. <laughs> you're you're costing us money. Yeah. He's exactly. making us money. Right. Like so, that's the wrong guy to be trying to go against. Like you're the Top of the not top notch podcaster in the world, Dude, basically. Yeah, well and he's gonna he's you're number gonna one. boycott him. <laughs> he's number one right now. Exactly. Yeah, that guy lives a life, man. Oh my god! Well, man, it's it's inspirational, really. Just seeing what he's done with. I think the one thing that I I would say, you know, I've listened to Joe Rogan for a couple of years. I'm not like an avid listener or anything. Yeah. But the one thing that I can appreciate about Joe Rogan is okay. For one, regard. Oh damn, that is nice. Yeah. But regardless of what he he always talks about, he's always like when he brings people on, he brings these. who is it like Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah. He brings these people on that are geniuses and yeah. you know, compared to them. Yeah. He, he's probably an idiot. But yeah. He always that's what he says always that. says. He's like, he always like, I'm an idiot. dude, I'm an idiot. He's like, I just want to take, 
whatever I can and learn whatever I can from everybody I come in contact with. And that's something that I, um, I try to adopt myself. And, yeah. uh, that's what, that's what, that, that's what gets me excited about this podcast, man, is cause I'm, I'm taking, learn. I'm taking the same, people, I'm taking man. the same approach as far as like having guests on that. I might not know anything about what yeah. they're, you know, I, or I might know like him, I might know a, a little smidge of what they're talking about, right. but you know, if they're, if that's their, you know, if that's, that's their, their game, that's, that's their, ex, their expert in that field. They're going to be able to drop the, I don't need to be dropping the knowledge. No. They're, they're on to tell the people what. What, what they what they do. Sometimes that's kind of, you know, for me, like I said, I've been working on that and I'm not perfect at it yet, but like, um, but you got to be able to put your ego to the side and realize, you know, you don't know everything about this topic and just sit yeah. back and shut up and listen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Listen to people and you don't have to always be the one that's talking. And uh, that's what's cool about something like this because you can really dive into topics that you have nothing, you know nothing about. And if you yeah. can gain 1% from them, then that's, you know, that's a win. If you're interested in learning, oh, though, dude, that's a cool bathtub. That's nuts. <laughs> that goes to his backyard. If you're, but if you're interested in being interested in learning, I think is a huge factor in this. Right. I, I said this the other day. If I was as interested in learning as I am now, back when I was in school, oh yeah, oh it'd be yeah, I would, no problem passing all my classes. No, hundred percent. Because, but because back but, then it was you know priorities were different. Yeah. But now, like I'm so interested in learning just any like anything. But see, for me. I don't think I would have done any better in school because in school I didn't care about. They make it boring. Yeah, I don't care about those math classes. Yeah, that, those that putting out there. Those classes would have would have been tough, but like, yeah. but uh, that's fucking nuts. But he, uh, those classes would have been tough. Like math, math would have been tough just yeah. because it's not interesting. But like, in college, any you of the to science classes, what you want you know, any of the science classes, the history classes, uh, English. I mean, look, we've been speaking English our whole fucking life. We don't need. So like I like you need learning. you need English up to like your freshman year and then you can yeah. stop with English right and those classes man it's like the core knowledge they're pretty much trying to pump out students to go be working citizens and that's cool that's fine but um, that's not where my interests are my interests aren't in uh, pre algebra and yeah learning how to you know it's not just not me I'm, I I want to like in college um, I was able to really focus in on what I'm interested in mm-hmm. and. For that reason, you enjoyed I, it a yeah, lot. Yeah, I like it. Like I enjoyed it. I enjoyed going to school. Believe it or not, like looking back, like I really, really did because I can learn, you know, something that I'm actually interested in. So, yeah, you know, high school it's is a different. lot different, man. It's different, but it's. I just know that back then, it you know, it's really kind of tough to go through like high school at that age because, like you said, your priorities are so fucked up. It's so hard to care yeah it's so hard to care and when you leave there they expect you to like all right go you need to know what you're supposed to do for a living like go yeah at 18 at 18 and 18 is a kid which is what which is like keep like i told keaton uh recently i told him he was talking about what he wants to do when i was like dude you've got time to figure it out man like do go to college and take some go go take some classes like don't just don't skip because if you're just like i'm just gonna wait until i figure it out it's gonna it's gonna be hard to get back into it. Yeah. But just so go see, stay get your basics or whatever done, and to, and really take your well, honestly. What I'm what I'll encourage if Bentley shows interest in it. What I'm gonna encourage to him is the military. Yeah. Because military gives you time to gives you time to gives you time out who you are figure out who you and, are you know, experience. Then by the time you're done with with college, I mean done with the military. I know certain people they take classes while they're in. Yeah. But at the same time, like like for example, Drake. Mm-hmm. Um. 
even though he's one of the more wishy-washy people I've ever yeah, met in my life, he'll, he'll choose a different major every other week. But the fact of the matter is, you know, he went into the military kind of late. I think he was 20 or 21. Probably, I think he was 20. And, um, and then by the time he's out, he's 24. So at this point, he has more of a clear-cut understanding of what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because lucky for, you know, it was just luck of the draw for me when I was 18 and I chose what I wanted to do. That's actually... And I, I didn't know. I didn't really, really know. But that's something I thought I was interested in. Mm-hmm. But lucky enough for me, it's what I ended up, it ended up being my passion. So here right. we are. And it's like, um, you know, if I would have chose, like, dude, I could not see myself being a plant operator. No, no. And see, that's, <laughs> you know, the, that's the what, typical Southeast Texas job. Yeah. And just, that's, and honestly, which, I mean, look, I'm, I'm a fucking nobody that has a podcast with no listeners at this point. Who cares, man? But this, but my point is, and I've talked about this with Corey, who also has a podcast. I've talked about this with him. Even though I'm, you know, a nobody with no listeners, just trying to do something different. Mm-hmm. If I can, if I can make something of this to where I can do this full time, this becomes my job. So, like, even like right now, just with this studio, if podcasting gets bigger around here, I can rent the studio out. Right. So, right there is a, is another way to make money. Straight, I can yeah. start. I can start a podcasting network where I have multiple people come in here and record like there's a lot I can do with this but like if I can but if, if we're focused on just my podcast if I can make something of this enough to where people see that it's possible right and then other people are like oh shit I can yeah oh if he if Cade's dumbass can do it I can do it mm-hmm. and so then if that inspires other people to do it that's good enough for me yeah that's good enough for me because like like you're just saying like the typical Southeast Texas thing is you get into you're in the plants, yeah. Which is not, which is all, which is why I'm taking the risk on this because that's always an option. Yeah, you know, working in the plant is always a fucking option, right? So, like, if I do this for, if I do this for, you know, seven years or something, I never see any success from it. Okay, well then I'm thirty three. Yeah. Okay, right. go get in a plant. No right. problem. Figure out what you want to do from there. Like, if there, if like. There's always an option, but like everybody around here does the same thing. You either go in the plants, become a teacher, uh, and there's nothing wrong with any of these jobs. Mm-hmm. They're like if that's what they want to do, great. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like around in this area, you become a teacher, you get in the plants, you, become, you get into nursing, you do work for the city, maybe. Yeah, you know, like there's you're, you're limited. You're very you you you're, feel you're limited. We're not though. We feel limited. Yeah. That's if you choose that route. If you choose that route, you're very you're limited. limited. But being in this area makes you feel limited. Like I remember being in school and hearing people, hearing guys say like talk about plant jobs that they're going to go into when they get out of school, and I'm like, damn, dude, like you don't want to try anything. Like you, yeah. just because your dad has it in there, you're just going to take it and right. like yeah. abandon. Like th- this is the way I've looked at doing this podcast, right? If I, because I know I know the potential that. You, you have with shows like this. If I can get this going and at a level where I can do it full time, mm-hmm. this me and you are working right now. Yeah. I'm working right now. Right. I get up, hang out with somebody that, you know, I find interesting that I have a good time with edit it. Boom. Yeah. My work's done. I get, right. I don't miss any time with Bentley or any, I get to do what I want. Yeah. Like why? Like I, that's why I really, I'm really going to uh, have a lot of, I want to have a lot of people in here that, or start, like starting their own businesses, yeah. Like, um, obviously, Ruben 
and Madison. I'm gonna I want to have in here because they opened a gym. Yeah, and now Ruben's damn near doing that full time. Right, and they then put a lot of time in that place. So much time into that place, man. That's what I was thinking about it last night because I was I was supposed to go to work last night and I got canceled because it was gonna be an extra shift and they just canceled oh, okay. me. And uh, and so I was like, well, damn, I can go to the gym. And I was like, ah, well, I, you know. Me and Manessa didn't do anything. We did we did fireworks with Bentley the night before yeah. because we you know it was New Year's Eve, whatever. I was like, oh, I'll I'll take a night with just me and Manessa tonight yeah. instead of going to the gym. And I was thinking about Ruben at the time, and I was like, that motherfucker does not take a night off, dude. I remember he does not. And, I, I don't know if I was listening to him. I don't know if I was listening to Ruben if it, if we were talking in person or if we if I heard him on a podcast, but I heard him talking about his day starts at what four o'clock five o'clock. He gets probably. going. And then is he is that what he's doing full time? Is that what he's doing for work right now? Is the gym? I don't know. Uh, I know he's he's there every night. But basically, dude is at it for like sixteen hours a day, like straight. Yeah. he'll do. But he does multiple classes a day. Yeah, he'll go he'll go do a class for for himself. Right. He'll he'll drive to Sulphur, do a class where he's not the instructor. He'll yeah. do a class with our our sister academy Olympics. He'll do one there for himself. Come back and do whatever he does, and then when our classes start, he's there for the for the kids class or the cardio boxing class, yeah. and then he does the adult class. Right. So like all day, it's like so that he's just he's going all day, and it's yeah. all jujitsu. Like, it's not like it's he's such a, a commitment, dude. He's married with no. what? How many kids at home? And it's three. Like, golly, man, three, and he and like that's a grind. But also. Beast of a dad, though. Yeah, like takes care takes care of his business when he has to get the kids. He gets the kids like he right. beast. But that goes into what I was just saying. He's able to have that freedom because he's setting himself up to do that full time. Yeah, and that so puts up, man. That's and that's why, like, a lot of people. I want to have a lot of people around here that have started their own thing. Like Caitlin, I've been talking to Caitlin Davis about right. coming on. I think I think she's going to because she she started her own thing. Mm-hmm. She's doing really well. She's, now too. she and this is the thing. She's working her fucking ass off, right? But she, it's on her time to an extent, mm-hmm. or that's how it seems. It seems to be on her time to an extent, right? Because she's set up her businesses and she's killing it. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge goal for me with this podcast. Is like I want to show people because it, it's going to start in this area as far as the listeners go. Yeah, I want the listeners in this area to kind of understand like there's other things out there. It's just a fucking grind to get it done. Yeah, it ain't it's gonna a be fucking overnight grind. deal. No, like, dude, this is episode one. You know, it's episode one, literally like zero listeners. Actually, we could have we could have five people that listen to this. I have two listeners so far. Right. So if if that's the case, dude, I mean, it's a start. The fact of the matter is, like, regardless of what you do, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And and like you were talking about earlier, and the way my mindset is now, like, you know, twenty twenty was a year for me. That I was, I was selfish. I, I focused on me. I wanted to, I had aspirations for myself and for what I wanted to do. 2021, I'm worried about other people. I want to inspire other people. Mm-hmm. If it comes, <clears throat> if it, it can be a quick conversation at work, it don't have to be nothing drastic, but I want to help people get where they want to be now. Because right now, where I'm at personally, this is where I want to be. This is, this is where I want to be um, career-wise, relationship-wise, as a dad. And obviously, I always got room to grow, but I don't want to worry about myself this year. I want to I want to focus on other people. So if I can inspire somebody, or if I can motivate somebody to get something done that they've been wanting to work on, then I'm I'm fulfilled. You know, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, that's 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 a good point. So because that's where that's, that's where this is. You know. Yeah. 
Um, you know, career wise, I'm not obviously I'm not where I want to be because career wise, what I, where I want to be is doing podcasting full right. time. But you, but here I'm we are doing what I'm supposed to be. Here doing. we are, and you're working I'm, on it. You're and that's what it's going to be good though. I think that's another reason. That another thing, like uh, that I said, is I want to be a hundred percent like honest and transparent. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest on here. That's a rule. Mm-hmm. Now there's going to be stuff that I cut out because it information probably shouldn't be out there, but. Like, um, but I want to be very like open with everybody because I want people to like, I want people to, to know right now I have, I had a practice episode I put out with Bentley and I had two people listen to it. I don't know how they listened to it because right. I didn't, I didn't post that. I put it out there. Yeah. I had two people listen to it. So right now, as of right now for episode one, I'll say I have two listeners, mm-hmm. but I want people to see like, Hey, this is know, where it started. You know, this is where it started. Yeah. I had two listeners, uh, spent fucking seven grand on a studio, but the way I look at it is like if you're starting a business, if somebody was to tell you, "Hey, you can start a business with seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars," that's a fucking deal. Yeah, you you, t- you jump on that. You jump on that because seven thousand dollars is a, a small investment to make for something that you could could set you up to do something that you want to do. Right, but a lot of people aren't willing to take that risk. Yeah, so. it's the risk, and also it's a for me. I will say it was the fear of judgment for me. Man. I was, I've, dude, <laughs> who I cares, keep, man? I know, I know. And it took me a while to be like, fuck it, who cares? But literally, the second I made this past, these past few days, like, really changed my perspective on that. Dude, I've had support from people that I have not talked to since high school. Yeah. I've had so many people reach out and be like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, not one negative thing has been said, like, not to my face. And the thing is, or people, to me. people Everybody are going to talk shit, dude. Yeah. People are I don't going care to. about that shit. I haven't heard it. People will, but it's whenever you get to the point to where you, you truly and honestly, you don't care about what other people say. You don't yeah, care this, about their opinion because they're not the ones uh, grinding it out with you daily. They're not your family. They're not the ones that's putting food on your table. So yeah. their opinion is irrelevant, man. It yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. It really does not matter. You cannot, you can't worry about that type of thing, but people are going to say what they're going to say. Yeah. And it is what it is, right? Yeah. It's fine. It is what it is, but then also it's like, even if the, the way I, I started thinking about it, I was like, okay, they can say what they want, but then I know the work, like, I know the the blueprint that I've laid out for this for this show and what it's going to do, and or what it potentially can do, I'll, I'll say. And then if they talk shit, that's fine. But cool. eventually, even if I have just enough success to do it full time, I don't need, I don't need the, you know, um, the thirty thousand dollars an episode that some yeah. people are making. I don't need that. If I make enough to do it full time, I'm fulfilled, which yeah. is good. Which is good. Even if even if I don't do it full time, if I do this for, you know, five ten years or whatever, and all it turns into is good conversations like right. this, where I get to know somebody better and get to get closer with people. Cool, that's man. good too. Yeah. My relationships got better. Yeah, it ain't all about money. No, not at all. Money's important. Don't get me wrong. Like you got to pay bills. Everybody's here to pay bills. But yeah, um, dude, I figured out this year. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I used to think back in the day. I'm like, man, I would, you know, throw a dollar amount out there. I'd do anything for that. I'd do anything to oh, get yeah. that. No. I learned really, really <laughs> quickly um, in the last nine months that is not about money. Hundred percent not about money. Um, I figured that out quickly because I was in a position where uh, I was making good, you know, decent money. Mm-hmm. And I took the job because it was an opportunity for professional growth and career growth. And I was making a good salary. Um, I got into it. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I couldn't stand the job. I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. And, you know, you, you had two options to take there. 
stay in a job that you hate, making decent money, or, you know, take a step back, realize that, no, this is, that's not what makes me happy. And I'm going to get into something that does make me happy. Mm -hmm. I know what makes me happy because I've been there. So, um, so I did that. I I stepped down and, um, I realized, you know, yeah, I may have to pick up the OT. I may have to work a little bit more, but that's fine. Like that's totally fine by me. Cause at the end of the day, like I wasn't coming home fulfilled and it's not just me anymore. It's not, it's Mm -hmm. not just me that I have to worry about. Like if I'm not coming home a hundred percent, that's affecting my family. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm not there mentally, if I'm short at home, like, you know, I got a, I got a wife and daughter at home now, so it's not just me. And that's, that's something that I was really, you know, honed in on was, and it may have sound selfish at the time because it's like, you know, I'm not happy, so I'm done. But yeah. that, that wasn't it. Like, it's not that I was thinking about me. I was thinking about my family too. Mm-hmm. And, um, but anyways, uh, yeah, it's not about money, no matter what the dollar amount no. is that they throw at you. I even told, you know, my job as I was getting ready to leave, I was like, you know, y'all could have offered me whatever you want to offer me. I would not take it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, and I'm serious about that. You could have offered me a ridiculous amount and I would have, I would have stuck to my guns and I would have stepped down and I'm back with my patients now. Um, I'm back at the bedside and I'm happy with that. Like that's, that's where yeah. I want to be. So, and well, I feel better, man. Like, like the day that I stepped down the day that I, I got out of that place, <laughs> it, it, you know, I was in a funk, like I was in a real bad funk, but when I got out of there and I got into my new role, like I did a hard reset and I was good. Like I was back where I needed to be mentally mm-hmm. and, um, I feel so much better when, once you're out of those situations. But anyways, bottom line, it ain't about the money. No, I'm with you hundred percent. Cause we've talked about it before. I had, uh, so I had a job offer for double what I'm making now, but the schedule wasn't set. It was, it flip flopped. And I told him no, only because it would have affected my time with Bentley. Yeah. So I was like, no, my, my bills are paid as it is right now. Yeah. I'm good. Right. I'm good. And then whenever I, I used to work a lot of overtime at, uh, at the hospital that I work now and I don't, I don't do it now. Like I'll, I'll mess around with, I'll mess around with some of my supervisors. Like if they ask me to work extra or they'll ask me to pick up a shift, I'll tell them like, it's going to cost you a hundred dollars an hour. Right. And they're, those are like, are you seriously? I'm like, yeah, that's what my time's. It's what it's going to cost to get me out of the house. Yeah. Because you're taking you're taking away from my time, whether it's me and me Bentley and Manessa or just me and Manessa, mm-hmm. you're taking away from my time with them. Yeah, you so gotta have that balance. I just give them I just give them a crazy number because if they ever take it, I'm like, oh shit, okay, okay. Right. I'm there. <laughs> I'm <laughs> okay. there. I could do anything for twelve hours, man. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. They're gonna be sleeping anyways. I work night shifts. So. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's not. But you gotta not you gotta money. do something that you're fulfilled in. Yeah, and if you're not, you know, sometimes it takes that that realization that that understanding of yourself to realize life isn't all about work. It's well, not no. like I'm going to work hard in what I do. Like mm-hmm. that's who I am. I'm going to work hard in whatever I do. Even if I like, like in my old position, I couldn't, I really did dislike that job, but I worked hard at it, you know? Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, that job was, it was too much for one person to handle. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't meeting, I have internal standards that I need to meet for myself to feel fulfilled. And if I wasn't able to meet those, then, um, you know, I, I understood that it was time to take a step back and really realize on what I want to do and how, how, if I'm working hard, if I'm busting my butt five days a week, sometimes six, um, you know, for 10, 12 hours a day, like I felt like I was, I felt like I was sprinting every single day and still going backwards. Mm-hmm. That's when, you know, it's like, no, it's time for you to do something different. Cause I've never, man, my time management's always been really, really good. I think so. 
I've always been like, if I'm working hard, if I'm busting my butt at something, I'm usually getting the work done. Like mm-hmm. I'm done with time to spare. And in this, in that role, I was doing that and I was still drowning. I was still falling behind. And I'm like, something ain't right. Like the yeah. system was not set up for success. And, uh, but yeah, I'm never going to be one to do a half-assed job and uh, I'm going to go all in on it. And, uh, and I, you know, I told them that when I was getting ready to leave, I said, if you want to, in other words, you know, I told them, if you want somebody to come in here and, and do a half-assed job, it ain't me. Find somebody else that's willing to do that. They, they may be okay with it, but I'm not, yeah. you know? So, so are all those like, uh, like all those changes in your perception, is that all, did that all come like over time or did that come Ooh, from dude. when you had Ella? Okay. So, or what changes came once you had Ella? Is a better all right. Question. So most of these, the way I think now, most of the way I think now came within the last, dude, less than the, less than a year. Like while Ellen was pregnant. Yeah. A lot of it. Yeah. Because, um, I'll tell you one thing that, uh, you and I don't really talk about much. We've never, I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but we talked about our dick size before. <laughs> 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 Not that. Not that. No, okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Not that. But uh, no, dude, something that we've never talked about is whenever Emily got pregnant with Ella, mm-hmm. um, you know, one thing I've always considered myself, I've all, I was grew up in a Christian household. My parents <laughs> my parents brought me to church. Mm-hmm. I, was a, I was a Christian guy, but I never really lived that life. I didn't yeah. ever live that life. Like I, I would, if I talked to you, I would, if you asked me, yeah, I, I'm a Christian. Okay. But- when I got when Emily got pregnant with Ella, dude, something clicked for me, and um, I realized that my spirituality is important to me, like really important to me, and that I didn't understand that before. Like, like I said, I was always raised around that. So yeah, if you ask me, oh yeah, I go to church on Sundays, or you know, I'm a Christian or whatever. But I, like I said, I didn't live that life. But whenever I got pregnant with her, or <laughs> whenever Emily got pregnant with her, it was like something snapped for me. And within the last six months, like I've, I've grown my, my spiritual awareness has grown a ton to where, you know, I can actually, and it sounds crazy, but like, you know, you've heard people say they can hear, you know, they, they know when God's talking to them. Mm -hmm. I know when God's talking to me and it's something that, um, I've never experienced before, but I've grown in that sense. I don't know if it was, if it's maturity, I don't know if it was, um, the fact that we brought you know, life into the world. I don't know if it has to do with that, but I know whenever God's talking to me, I know what my plan is and, and he has the groundwork laid for me. I'm just following it. Yeah. I'm just walking in the steps that he's laid out for me. And the fact that I can sit here and say that now, like I'm proud of it because before dude, I had no idea. Like I had no idea. Like I would try, I would try to really, you know, get close with God or I would read my Bible at night. I would pray, but I never had that relationship that I have now. And I I can say that I really truly believe that it's because I think a lot of it has to do whenever Emily got pregnant with Ella, like that's when it snapped for me. Hmm. And, and you know, everybody, so it wasn't wasn't like a conscious thought. It was just like, no, cause for, cause for that's so for me, it was a conscious thought Mm -hmm. when, when, Ashley got pregnant with Bentley. It was I, I remember the moment I was working at Fuzzies, and I got I got my uh, my first real paycheck from Fuzzies because mm-hmm. the first one you're always like in the middle of the month or some shit. Right. So it was like it was bullshit. I got my first real paycheck from Fuzzies, and it was one hundred and twenty four dollars. Right. And I remember I remember I got in the truck and I opened it and I looked at it, and I was like, nope, 
Immediately, I, I was like, nope, and I, and I quit. I called them the next day and quit. Yeah. I called them the next day and quit, and I found a different job. Because right. I was like, I can't do that. Right. And then it was like, Ashley was pregnant. And then I was like, I was like, okay, well, I got a job. You know, I got I just started working there. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll see what this is doing. And I got that check, and I was like, no. I have to do something better. I have a kid on the way. Yeah. I got to, I gotta, we got to get our own place. I need enough to where I can get a, my own place, and I can take care of everything. Got that paycheck, and I was like, nope, it's not good enough. Quit. Quit, and then, so it was like a conscious thought for me. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, it wasn't what you're describing. No, nah, dude, mine is, was more like subconscious. Like, I didn't, I wasn't thinking about it. Um, honestly, like, I wasn't, I wasn't looking for it. It just hit me. It just happened, and, and I feel like it's grown me as a man. It's grown me as a person, and uh, like I said, if, uh, you know, for me, Jesus is the Best man to ever walk this earth. If I can be 1% of what he is, yeah. then I'm doing good. So that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm working towards. Although I'm not, I'm nowhere near perfect. I'm going to, I'm going to strive to be as best as I can for my family. I th- and that's what it comes down to, man. I think it's, I think it's my family Yeah, that, that got me here, you know? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a, uh, it's an odd I can, I can relate thing to, that, to try to explain, but. um, It's weird how it. We went through it in different ways, but got the same result because mm-hmm. it all start, stemmed from the same thing. You're, yeah. It's family. It's family, man. Family is what made me just like, or really it was, it was Bentley. I was like, yeah. oh my God. Like like I said, I'm going gonna to be open on this podcast. I know I'm going to piss people off and upset people, but I'm going to talk at this for me to talk about my life mm-hmm. and my guests talk about their life. So like for me, my dad didn't do what he was supposed to do. Right. Right. Well, he, he wasn't taking care of his, his job whenever me and Madison were young. He he knows that, and he's he's went turned you know full one eighty, and he's completely different now. Right. But at the time, he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. So, and that I know how that affected me. And like I mean, I remember something something that has stuck with me forever, and it even affected me like to this day. And you and you'll I don't know if you know this, but it'll make sense to you because it's I've had an argument with you about it before. Yeah. Is I remember very very vividly. He's supposed to be come get us on certain weekends or whatever, and I would be pumped. Madison, she's a girl; she didn't really care. I'd pumped. I'm getting to see my dad. I was fired up, and I'd be like, I'd get my clothes or get whatever I was gonna bring, and I'd be waiting. I'd be walking by the front window in the house, looking out for the car for his truck or whatever. Yeah. He'd never show up. Yeah, and or I mean, he, not never. He would show up sometimes, but right. usually it's hit or miss. It was hit or miss. Yeah, and then the, the, but it was those days where he didn't show up, where I spent hours waiting. And they never showed up. Yeah. And so, like, to me, like, that affected me to the point that, like, now, that's why if you invite me somewhere and you're like, hey, be there at this time. I'm there. I'm there early. Yeah. I'm there early. And if I, if I'm, if there's even a chance I'm late, I'm letting you know. Right. Or if somebody changes, this is where, this is where you'll, you'll realize what, how it's affected me. When somebody changes plans on me. Right. Dude, it pisses me off. Right. And it's not it's not their fault. Sometimes you can't you can't help it. Like you just have life yeah, life hits you happen, right? and things happen and you have to change plans. But like <clears throat> for a while, like you and Emily, cha- you and Emily changed plans twice on us in a row. I think, mm-hmm. and it was like a long. This is years ago. Right. Y'all changed plan. We made plans with y'all twice, and y'all last minute had to change plans twice in a row. And I I texted you and I was like, dude, if y'all can keep changing plans. Like I don't, we're not. We're not gonna make plans to hang out with y'all until like right before we do it. Yeah, like I was, and you were like, "What are you talking about, dude?" Damn, (laughs) dude. But I was, but it's not your fault. It was. It's just like everybody's got their trigger, though. But it's just how it's affected me from from what my dad used to do. So that's why whenever I had Bentley, it was like 
I knew what to do because of I saw what not to do. Yeah. Which, like I said, you know, he's he's different now, but, but it's how that's the reality look, of the situation. That's it's how, how you it happened. look at those things and how you how what you decide to do with with the cards that you're given. Yeah. So the cards that you were given was, you know, your dad may not have shown up every time he said he was going to show up, but what does that make you do in your future? It makes you a better dad. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't have that problem growing up. I right. didn't have that. I had a dad that was there. I had a mom that was there. Family. Um, but still, I, you know, I'm still striving to be as best of a dad that I can be every single day. And I probably fall short sometimes. Yeah. And I probably will continue to fall short, but I'm going to give it my all every single day, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't have that those past experiences to go off of. I hear what people talk about. I hear what people say. And I kind of take with that what I can. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't have that to feed off of. But I'm, I know I'm going to be best dad I can be, you know. Yeah. Well, and I, I can say... I can say, like, from me, me and Manessa were just talking about this the other night. Through through my work, like, working with uh, people who have mental health problems, the kids that come through there, I would, I, I would say probably 95-plus percent of them are missing one parent yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. Whether it's mom, dad, whatever. They're missing one of their parents. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, a lot of depression comes from some sort of loss. Whether you lost a parent, you a boyfriend breaks up with you, you know, um, a grandparent passes away, whatever the case may be, usually some sort of loss is like a trigger yeah. for people that leads to depression. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's what a lot of these kids have all these problems. And like I said, not almost a hundred percent of them are missing one, their parents, right? Missing one of the parents mm-hmm. at least. And uh, so I've had like a different perspective as how to see like how certain things affects affects you know, people, and I've been really in tune with it with the kids because, you know, I have a kid, so I'm always trying to learn, like, how to, what I can do for, for him to, yeah. for uh, Bentley, and dude, it's like, it's scary, mm-hmm. it's scary because it, it makes you feel like anything you do might be a trigger for him. Yeah, right. And like, you gotta be real careful about each oh. step you take. But you, but you look at things different too, like, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've looked at things like this yet, but like, so Bentley was talking to this little girl one day, and uh, they, her her parents argue constantly, and like scream argue, and we can hear it. Me and Vanessa hear it all the time, hear them yelling at each other, and they do it around her. And they and we've heard the dad before scream, and he said, uh, he said the only reason I'm still here is because of our daughter, and uh, yeah, and how she's do you think there. That makes that little girl feel, man. For one, yeah, that's so. How do you think it makes her feel? But then also, how is that girl because? Manessa was like, oh, that's going to be Bentley's girlfriend. I said, like, hell it is. Uh-uh. Because she, the way she thinks you communicate about problems is to scream. That's what Because that's what she's being taught. Yep. And so, like, that's another way to look at things. Like, you see people, like, so I know I, I asked Bentley the other day. We were talking. I said, I, just randomly, I was like, I said, does, do, uh, does Daddy and Ness argue? I said, do we, I said, do we fight? And he, and he sat there for a long time. He was just, like, thinking. Like, what is that? And he goes. <laughs> what do you mean? It was one time. I did one time, and we did we we had one argument in front of him where I was really I was really pissed about something, but but for him to be like, not even know he didn't even that know one time he was like oh we, one time yeah well for one that one time clearly affected him because he remembered right, he remembered it, it. but then yeah. but two like he sees that we we don't fight we don't argue but it's the fact that you know certain kids like that little girl you're talking yeah. about that's all she probably knows yeah that's so how she that's sees how to she's solve going conflicts to communicate. yeah. When there's a when there's an issue, she doesn't see 
talking it out right. or being like being reasonable with it, or- like listening to each other. She doesn't see that. Mm-hmm. She sees you fucking scream and yell and throw stuff. And like when she gets in high school, she's she's gonna be one of those girls who's always posting like all those single memes on Facebook. And it's like, yeah, yeah you're single because you're fucking crazy. Yeah, and it's exactly. not your fault. It's not your fault. It's your upbringing. Right. You think you think how you solve problems is to fight with somebody. Yeah. It's man, kids are so fragile, man. So fragile. Yeah. Everything makes an imprint on them, and you just—that's what's so stressful about being a parent, mm-hmm. dude. I get so stressed whenever, like, I really start thinking about it, because <laughs> I start walking around like I just got out of church camp. Sometimes, if I think about it too much, I just like Bentley. Do you need? <laughs> you know, I start walking around like a Chick Fil A employee, dude. I'm so polite so and funny. just you calm. Have to, you're gonna have to correct me on the story, but I, dude, I thought it was hilarious whenever uh, you were telling me well something along the lines of Bentley had a loose tooth. And you told him to stop pulling on it. Oh yeah. And then, what do you find it in a in a PlayStation case or something? Whenever yeah. it came yeah. out, like what? He had like, yeah he he had he told wanted, me to stop pulling on it, Dad. He, yeah, I don't. I guess he was like I guess he thought he's gonna get in trouble or whatever. But he he had a loose tooth, and I was like, man, I was like, stop stop messing with it. Um, because I, I don't think it was ready to come out. Yeah, it was loose, but I don't think it was ready to come out. And I kept telling him, stop messing with it, stop messing with it, stop messing with it. And then he was in his room, and then, uh, he was like, he came out or something. And he was like keeping his mouth shut, and I was like, and he went to eat or something. And I was like, did your tooth come out? And he was, you could see his eyes got He's big. Like, oh, I'm He's in like, for oh, it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, where's that? And he came and brought it, and it was in a DVD case. <laughs> he had hid it in his movie case. He didn't want to get in trouble. And I was like, oh, dude, it's cool. Dude, it's, it's fine. It's cool, man. It's cool, man. <laughs> but that's it's a, funny, though. Dude, so funny. Kids are hilarious. It was hard to concentrate with a full bladder. Two piss breaks, dude, huh? <laughs> dude, two it's pi- a venti. Two, hey, Chill. Give me some two, cred, man. Two piss breaks in an hour and a half. It's a venti and half of the song. You know, so. That might be the oldest thing you've ever done. <laughs> Wait, what now? That might, so that might be the oldest shit you've ever done. Why it's had so? two piss breaks in an hour and a half. You do some old, old person <laughs> shit. Man, what, so but having to pee two times an hour and a half is, sorry is alarming. Sorry, it's old to have to urinate. My fault. You have to, your bladder ain't what it used to be. <laughs> sorry, it's old to have good kidneys. It doesn't hold up like it used to in Nam, does it? <laughs> fucking old grandpa. Oh man, dude, that's another thing that is so fucking funny. One of our, my favorite like ongoing jokes with you mm-hmm. is how old you are. Yeah. Like you're 26, but let's be honest, 50? you're 78. Yeah, no lie, dude. Dude, I got you a get. I, I got you that dad gift bag. Yeah. For and you useful were, stuff in there, by the way. Well, here's the thing: most of it was joke gifts. Oh no, dude! It was joke gifts, and you I were fired that, up about I it. I used that gorilla tape the other day. Did you? <laughs> I got you. What did I get you? I got you gorilla tape. You got me some, some sweet Skechers or something. Some those, some those like awesome, some some no brand dad <laughs> shoes. That's I was gonna get you the New Balances, but I said, you know what? What's even more dad than new no, than the New Balances? Is having no brand, no brand. on no yep. brand. I ain't spending money on them yeah. shoes. Though. Eight bucks for those shoes. <laughs> Yeah, I got you some some straps so you could tie. You can strap something down. So 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 that's not going anywhere. Nope, that's also not going useful. anywhere. Yeah, you some weed eater string and you're pumping. You're oh, like, dude, that, I need dude. this. Yeah, and that's the same. Uh, what is it? The based off like the same the diameter that you diameter. Use? Yeah. God was, damn it. Yep, dude. There's some good stuff in there, man. I'd have to pull up the picture to see everything, but I, I did break out that gorilla tape. I, I got you some garden gloves. Yep. Also useful because you, you have a garden. <laughs> I need to keep up with my yard better, man. Dude, you're old as fuck, man. <laughs> God, you're old. Yeah, it's all good though. I don't know when that happened, but anyways, I don't know. That's a, that'd be fun to figure out when you got so old. Yeah, 
Yeah, dude. Like that's last a deep, night. That's a deep dive, though. Last night, dude, like 9 o'clock, your boy was snoozing. Mm. I was out. Like, I can't hang, man. Did you have your <laughs> Metamucil this morning? Uh, no, I didn't have that. Well, that's why. That's probably why you got right. fucking piece of that. I should have got you. A, I should have got you one of those medication organizers. Those sun, you know Sunday through Saturday things. Yeah, keep your pills in order. Yeah, should have. Take my fish oil every morning. Yep. No, I've been slacking on that. I used to take my multivitamins. <laughs> I used to take my fish oil, but I did that because of the gym. I was trying to maximize. All right, maximize yeah. these results. As you can see, you're just not trying to no. Out. You're trying to stay youthful. <laughs> you're trying to stay youthful. Yeah, that's another thing, dude. Like I know your thing is uh, you like to go to um, to Wolfden to work out or whatever. Dude, that's another thing like this past year, for one, when COVID hit, and then when I took that new job, when mm-hmm. COVID hit and I took this new position, all happened within the same week. So it was like middle of March, I think. And dude, I have slacked in the gym so bad. And for me, like, I don't go to the gym to get jacked. That's not my goal. I know. As you can see, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to the gym to get jacked. I, I Yeah, I like to work out. But for me, it's like, when I say it's a stress relief, dude, that's an understatement. Like... I go to the gym for, it makes me feel good. Like whenever I leave from there, like I feel so much better. Like mm-hmm. certain people, like, you know, they say they, like they get runners high. Like for me, like when I go to the gym and I work out, like all, anything that would have maybe pissed me off in a day, like I'm so much more chill about it. Dude. Like I have time to like reflect and think about it before I respond. It's mm. weird, man. Like it, and Fucking preach. so yeah, like working preach. out for me is huge because it, it helps me mentally. Um, and then, for me, what I like to do is I always like to push myself as hard as I can go. So, yeah, I'm not in there with those meatheads putting on all this weight on the bar, but I want to try to be better than I was last week every day, and it's a goal. And whenever you're not you gonna, you're not going to set the lunk alarm off at Planet Fitness, but you're going to get a good workout exactly. in. Okay, exactly. So it's you. like if I can do you know put up whatever this week, I want to try to beat it next week. And when I can beat that, it's just like an ongoing challenge for me. Yeah, and it's uh, but that's that's something I'm looking forward to as well, is because uh, this past year, you know, I was working Monday to Friday. Um, COVID hit, so the gym was shut down for like four months, so I hadn't been able to get into the gym. And um, but now that I'm back working my old rotation, like I can get in there, I can work out. What do you wear? What do you wear right now? Uh, like one sixty five. Yeah, dude, I'm looking to go up to dude, about one eighty. Your boy is dense. <laughs> I'm well, dense. It's these, it's these legs, bro. I gotta, I gotta put no, some me, on I'm, these I'm legs. No, me. I'm talking about. I'm fucking dense because I don't. I think I feel like you look bigger than me. Right. I feel like you look bigger than me. I'm one seventy seven right now. Yeah. Yeah. I need to. It's just because g- muscle weighs more than fat. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I'm looking to like this one. You know, I did set individual individualized goals. So one of my goals is like just kind of cross the board. I, I want to get to one eighty. Like that's mm-hmm. my that's my goal. Get to 180. I got to put some damn meat on these legs, son. Yeah, true. <laughs> I got work to do. So, uh, yeah, and then, like I said, yeah, I'm you not, and Kevin Durant have the same legs. No lie, no <laughs> lie. So that's that's one of my things I'm looking forward to is just getting back in the gym and working hard. But dude, you need to you need. To, I, like I know it's I know it's not like your thing, but that's what that's why I've you know got into jujitsu so hard is because that's the one workout where I've really had that. Usually after doing weights and everything, I just kind of feel exhausted and just like, you know, I just feel kind of done. Love it, man. Jiu-jitsu, at the end of jiu-jitsu, it's, for one, it's the hardest cardio workout I've ever had. Right. I've never thrown up from football or any sport that I've ever played throughout school or throughout my life. I've yeah. never thrown up from playing a sport. My first day of jiu-jitsu, I threw up. Oh, yeah, dude. I don't and it's like, that. it's just like a different workout. And like I've, I've said many times before, whenever I leave jiu-jitsu, 
you can't start a fight. Like, it's almost impossible to start right. a fight with me. Yeah. Because I'm, like, any aggression that I might have had, I got it out in the gym. Got it out, dude. I'm thinking more clearly. Like, I'm. it puts me in a better spot. I know, I've noticed that, like, I interact with uh, Manessa and Bentley better. Oh, yeah. Whenever I get back, because I'm just, like, any anxiety or stress, anything, gone. Oh, yeah. It's all gone. It's just, dude, I can relate dude, to working that Working out is, like, yeah, like, um, that's I'm so important. Yeah, like, uh. You know, I try to, what I try to do, it doesn't always work because now I'm on baby time, but what I try to do is like first thing, if I can, first thing in the morning or in the morning hours, I try to go to the gym. I don't want to do it in the evening. I like to do it in the morning because then it sets the tone for the rest of my day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Certain people, like, they want to go, they want to get jacked and they want to get huge biceps. I'm like, that's not my goal. Like, yeah, that that may be something that comes with it. And if you get a little bit of size to you, that's great. You know, everybody wants to look good. Mm-hmm. But it's like I go for, for that reason. I go because it makes me feel better. Yeah. And that's why I like to go in the morning because then I, I, you know, do my hour. I do whatever it is and I go home and I'm good for the rest of the day. Like, it, it is really hard to to piss me off now. Yeah. Like it's my, like you said, anxiety has gone. Your stress is like really, really low. Cause I think you can, you can get it all out in that one hour in that frame that you're at the gym. So I, I need to, I need to start, I need to find something to do in the mornings. Cause so it'll, cause my jujitsu until in the evening. Right. And so by the time it's there, I've already went through my whole day. Yeah. I need to find something to do in the morning. I wish yeah. we had morning classes. I we have morning classes. to have awesome. a routine in the morning. You know, I found real quickly that like, I used to be the guy that was, if I'm getting ready for work, I'm getting up last minute, I'm hurrying, I'm running out the door, you know. Mm. Now it's like, dude, I get up a, I get up earlier so I can take my time, wind down, relax before I have to start my day because, once again, sets a tone for your whole day. So if I can go to the gym in the morning, obviously I probably ain't going to do that before work because I have to be there. I got to get up at 5 o'clock already as is. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, I think it's important to have a, a routine in the morning, whatever that is. So for me, it's, you know, reading my devotional or writing a little bit or just, just hanging out in peace and quiet. Yeah. Just having that time to yourself is, I, uh, yeah. Drinking your coffee on your back porch, dude, looking at your lawn. favorite hobbies. One of yeah. my favorite hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> it's very old of you. No, but dude, it'll, it'll, it'll chill you out for the day. Like it sets a tone, but, um. Yeah, having that morning routine for me is important. I'm not a morning person. It, I've been I that's my been my biggest gripe with these people who are much older than me. All these people much older than me at work that you know when the next shift comes on, I work nights, the next shift that comes on is day shift. And these people who are grown ass adults show up almost all of them show up late. We have there's let's say there's let's say there's 20 employees, right? 15 of them will be late yeah. every morning. And I sit there and I've been telling them, like, you're a fucking adult. Yeah. You're an adult. Get to work on time. Get here early. You know, this is your job to be here at this time. You be here at this time. Period. Yeah. Like, I take it. Dude, that's one of my big I don't pet get, peeves. And they're like, oh, it's just, I'm, I'm always running around. And I tell them, you know, you know why, what you could do to prevent you from running around? Get up earlier. 15 minutes. 15 minutes earlier. Get up 15 minutes earlier. Come yeah. on. That's, you're an adult. I actually had this conversation the other day with somebody and I was like, Cause I was getting out of work on time. Like my, my relief came, I exchanged report and I was out the door and this guy. Oh, I leave, I leave whether they're there or not. Uh, well, my see, relief, I, I leave. I got to give a report to somebody. Like mm-hmm. I got patients. I got to hand off. I write it down. So I write it down and leave it for them. And, uh, so I had, a, I, on the way out the door the other day, this guy that I was working with, he was like, man, where's so-and-so I'm not gonna say her name, but he's like, where's so-and-so I'm ready to go. And like, that's, that's my pet peeve, dude. Cause like, I'm all in for my 12. Like, while I'm there, I'm, yeah. I'm there. Like, I'm going to be present, and I'm 100% in. But when it's time for me to go, 
if I'm sitting around waiting on you to show up to work, that's when I have a problem with that. Cause like now you're taking away time from my family because mm-hmm. I'll have limited time. Now I get out of there at seven 15, seven 20, whatever yeah. you don't show up till seven 30 and I don't get out of there till eight. No. And then it's like, then it takes you so, you know, however long to get home, shower, eat, and you have no time with to spend with your family. So whenever you're taking that time away from me, I don't like it, dude. I take it as disrespect dude. because you don't care about my, my time. Yeah. You know? Because that's all it is is being selfish with other people's time. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, people, like, even this morning, we were supposed to, we started this at 8 o'clock. We said we we're going to start at 8. You text me, like, 7. Yeah. And I, I got, like, that's my fucking, that's my guy right yeah. there. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Right. You said, we said we're going to be here at 8. You're on the way at, at 7, whatever. Right. And you're here before time because you knew we were going to Starbucks. Yeah. Like that's how you that's how you do it. Yeah, that's because it's it's, it's other people's time. Other people's time. Yeah, not about you. So and that's that's hands it's down insane. Hands down, one of my biggest pet peeves. Oh yeah, like I can't stand it. Dude. Mine too. I've, well now, so now with COVID, we have to screen everybody that comes in. Everybody has to be. Uh, you have to get your temperature checked. You have to ask answer a bunch of questions, whatever. And you put your sticker on your badge showing that you were screened. Yeah. And the amount of people that come in with you have to have a mask to enter the building. And you have to have your badge on to uh, get your sticker or whatever. Yeah. The amount of people that come in or that try to come in without a mask, like you're, you have to send them, like, send dude, them back. We've been doing this for nine months. Yeah, like, you have to, and you have to send them, you have to send them back to go get it. You like, nope, you can't come in. Go get a mask. And they're like, oh, can you just go get me one from the back? Nope. No, no, you're an adult. Yeah. You know, you know, you need to come with a mask and, a, and your badge. And people are like, oh, I don't know where my badge is. I left my, and I left my keys in the car too. You are a fucking adult. Mm-hmm. You're coming to work. How are you coming to work without your work stuff? Yeah. How did I just don't get it, man? Yeah. I don't. I don't get people who have had way more life experience than us can't get figure it out. I know, dude. It's uh, it drives me fucking nuts. Yeah. And they and then they get pissed. They get pissed off and and talk shit about like behind my back about me. I don't see why. I don't see why. Uh, just they all call me Justin. I don't see why Justin's getting these opportunities and why Justin's uh getting these meetings with so and so and all that stuff. Well, it's because I take care of business. Yeah, it's got to do what I'm You're supposed to, to work, do, man. That's why I can't stand a complainer. It's like these people that like right now where I'm working, we have these travel nurses, mm-hmm. dude, making stupid money. Stupid money. money. Travel nurses make so like, much. Right now money. they're getting they're getting paid by the government, so yeah. they're making, dude. I. I think around 115 an hour. Yeah. Crazy money. And when they come to work and they're complaining about, say, an assignment, you do realize that you're getting paid to do this, right? Like, you're not doing this for free. Yeah. Like, why are you complaining? I don't understand that. That's what, I can't <sighs> I can't grasp that. Like, I, I don't understand it. Like, I would do, I, dude, if I, if I was, if I was loaded, if I had all the money in the world, I would do what I do for free. I would volunteer my time. I would do what I did for so free. So what, what are you, what are you doing now that you moved? Are, where are you? What what department are you working in? Um, it's called med surge, so it's just okay. a general floor. So yep. I take just general medical patients that get admitted, and then I'll take like surgery. So like post operative, hip replacements, knee replacements, bariatric surgeries. Um, uh, you know, like somebody comes in with appendicitis, they have an appendectomy or uh, gallbladder surgery, whatever. So it's just it's wide variety of things. But that yet. makes that makes it easier. That makes it interesting. Yeah, you see it's something not the same new thing. every single day. And, um, but yeah, when these people come in complaining about their assignment, I'm like, and it don't matter if you're a traveler, if you're staffed or whatever, it's a job. Like you expect to come in and do nothing for 12 hours. Is that what you want? (laughs) 
Come on, man. I, I, I don't get I, it. I can't stand a complainer, man. I don't get and, it. And not to say I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. I have complained, like I, you know, if oh. things are out of hand. I just got done complaining for lot. weeks. It takes a lot to get me over the edge. It just does. I just I'm got like, done complaining for weeks. I, I went over. I'm not going to go into all of it right now, but I went over it all, all of it with you before. Our department was a one. It was just me down there doing the whole department, and it was a job that used to have three people at it. Mm-hmm. The job never changed. The job didn't change at all. They just ran you thin. We added. We actually added more work. And then they took two people away. Right. They took our nurse away and they took the other tech away. So it was just it was just one person down there. How the fuck does that make sense? Yeah. You add more it used to be a three more person work, job. Less people. More work, less people. You put it on one person. So I just got done complaining about that for weeks. But it's but not but it's because of the same reason why you just left your other job. Because it was so much work that like you can't there's no break. You you weren't you don't get your lunch because you're the only person down there. Right. So if you get a lunch, it's you're finding a minute in between work. Mm-hmm. You're finding thirty minutes in between your work, and usually I'd be eating my lunch while I'm working, right? Which is ridiculous. Yeah, it is, dude. Everybody needs. So to I, I get, I get. You know, it's okay to complain when it's necessary, but the techs that work our like we have the techs that work our floor, they're babysitters for twelve hours. Yeah, and I don't care if any of them listen to this. They're babysitters for twelve hours. Right. Their job is not hard. They're, they this is their routine. They come in, they get report. From on these patients, you don't need report. Yeah, I used to I used to read all the notes on, and everything on the patients that come. I don't read them now, because not not that all patients are the same, but you can fi- you figure it out like how to navigate these psych patients if you just listen to them. Mm-hmm. If you listen to what they're saying, you can tell like what they're mad about or what sets them off, and you learn. And you're like, okay, this person this person has a problem with his girlfriend. Don't say, hey, do you want to call your girlfriend later? Right. Common sense. Mm-hmm. They come in, they get a report, they get them snacks ready, the nurses pass out the medication, and they do rounds. Mm-hmm. So, get report, get snacks, and coffee or whatever. Once the patients go to bed, you can they'll wash the patient's clothes and they'll do rounds. So, they're sitting all night and just going and peeking their head in the just room. checking, making sure. Every 15 minutes, good. they'll go peek their head in their room and do, and do the rounds. Yeah. And they'll complain about being short-staffed. Dude. I'm like, you don't know f- short staff. How the fuck are you short staffed <laughs> yeah. whenever you're babysitting sleeping people? Yeah. These people are sleeping. I, people just do not understand hard work. No. And that's what, like, I, I, I've asked them, like, you want to come work in, you want to come work my department? Every single one of them's like, oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, then quit complaining about, about, this, about like, not having one nurse. Minutes. Like, just because you have to give every 15 minutes is not that hard. Yeah. It's, it's I don't know. People man. are going to complain. Man, people complain when they win the lottery. Because they get yeah. taxed too much. I'm yeah. like, dude, are you, you won the me? fucking lottery. You won the lottery. Like, why are you complaining? But that dude, that's human nature. Yeah. It is what it is. You learn to deal with it as best you can. But yeah, people like that, man, it's hard to, it's hard for me to align myself with people like that, honestly. Yeah, I know. That's one thing that I, I've heard, I've always heard people talk about. But I've always heard people say, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm cutting people, out, cutting toxic people out of my life and all that stuff. And I've always been like, I can, even if I'm friends with somebody who has like a terrible work ethic, bad attitude and all stuff, it's never affected me. I've always Mm -hmm. been my own person. Like I can, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect what I do day to day. So I don't need to, but that's something that this year I've, I've noticed. I'm like, you know what? People who are just lazy and it's, it's almost contagious to an extent. Right. Like when you're, especially if you're around them or you're always talking about, like, or you're always talking to them, like, oh, let's just hang out and get get some drinks. And it's like, okay, well, that's fun. 
But like for me now, like I could be, I could be emailing guests. I could be, aver- you know, promoting the podcast. I could be getting Bentley together and y'all yeah. getting Ella. We could get the kids together and do something. Wow. I could do something more fulfilling than sitting said around being around nothing. lazy people is contagious, but being around motivating people is contagious. Yeah. Dude, like. That's another thing that's exciting about straight this. Straight up, man. Like, my stepdad, Todd, you know Todd. Dude, he's, like, one of the more hardworking, like, humble people I've ever met in my life. Like, this is a good guy. And when I'm around him, like, it makes me want to be better. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like, whenever I see his, the way he goes about his business and the way he gets things done and how successful he is, like, it makes me want to be that way. Mm-hmm. And so being around people like that, like it's a hundred percent contagious. Yeah. Like when you're around successful people, you want to be successful. If you're around people that want to sit around and eat potato chips all day, then that's probably what you're going to want to do. Too. You're going to end up doing, you're going to end up eventually going towards that mindset. So yeah, be surrounding yourself with people like that, that have that mindset, dude, it yeah. is so crucial. Like it really is. And yeah. That's why I'm excited about you're that. Around, you know, for me, at least I, I'm sure, which I, said, I know, I know up, you've correction. Kind of, Correction. I said stepdad, father-in-law. I said my stepdad, Todd. My father-in-law, father-in-law Todd. father-in-law, Todd. Yeah, wrong. Yeah, different person. But, but <laughs> let's figure out who your stepdad is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm. I, you kind of said the same same thing earlier, but, like, for me, I know, like, whenever I have, like, a lot of shit to do, like, if I if I have a really busy day, I'm like, oh, damn it. Like, I, have all, I got this, this, and this. But literally, as soon as I get the first one done... Oh, it's yeah. like when you get the ball rolling, dude, you're like, 100%. let's go. And like, it gets me, it gets me pumped up to like get a bunch of stuff, get work done. If you start your, yeah. Going back to like, you start your day off with, uh, sitting on the couch watching TV, you're more than likely going to have a lazy day. Mm-hmm. You start your day off doing something productive, going to the gym, whatever it is that you want to do that, you know, you get something done, you check something off your list. It makes you want to be better the rest of the day. And it keeps your motivation level high just by doing that one simple task, making your bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, that's, that's, yeah, that's a big, I've heard that in the military, like a big military thing. I think there's a book on it, but you know, I, you know, I've, but back when I was younger, dude, my, you would not find my bed being made. Like Mm. it just, I'm like, why, what's the point? What's the point? Of it? You're gonna get right back in it this evening. And you're gonna oh yeah, I leave it. I leave the blank blanket flipped up so I can get right back in yeah, and flip dude, it on no, top of me every morning. Makes um, it easy, or you know, at least on my days that I'm off or days that I, I have the time to do it, I make the bed. That's one of the first things I mm-hmm. do. It just makes you. It gets something done. You check it off your list, and then makes you want to be. It keeps your motivation high the rest of the day. I like, just by getting something just done. To the, just today, just even though I've done, and some people say I've done nothing today. I got up. Me and you went and got coffee or whatever and then came and did this yeah this is work this is work for me now right. so like this has got me pumped up to where now even though i should sleep i should get some sleep because i've worked tonight yeah i know i know i'm not gonna sleep right i know i'm gonna take this and i'm gonna go edit it right and i'm gonna cut take the video i'm gonna cut up clips like i'm gonna do all of it yeah i already know it yeah. so i'm gonna be tired at work but fuck it because i got the ball rolling once again though but to get where you need to be sometimes you got to sacrifice sleep yeah. You gotta sacrifice sleep, especially oh, if you're I've had doing no night shift, doing man. And I don't like sacrificing my sleep, bro. Like Oh, I, don't I know. Like well, my, you, I like my rest. Know. I'm old, man. You're old. You take your naps. <laughs> take your take your midday naps. Get to bed at seven thirty. Yeah. I know how it I goes, don't man. like being cut short on sleep, but no, dude, if you wanna if when you got goals and you got stuff you wanna do, sometimes you gotta you gotta sacrifice little things like that. So oh, yeah. That's cool, man. That's uh I'm excited for it all. I don't know. I got nothing. Yeah. But I appreciate it, dude. Yeah, for sure, appreciate man. It. First I'm guess. excited to be on, and um, 
I'm I'm pumped to go back and listen to everything we talked about. We had some good conversation. Yeah, I'm and sure you'll be on. You'll be on a few more times. We're gonna have fight nights in here. Just a few. We're, we'll see. We'll if see, I start getting, we'll see how the how the look, ratings man, turn out. <laughs> if I get a big name guest on pretty quick, you're done. I'm done. Okay, yeah. you're and that's cool, man. And you got. I can under- always say I was first. Though. You got to understand. Yeah. If I get a big name on like T Lake, T L Joe. I get big T leg on, dude. Young Puda, come young, on. Where's Young, young Puda? I can't get Young Puda on. <laughs> I don't, I can't do. It. I was talking about that last night. I can't get him on just because, like, like I said in this show, I'm going to be honest and be authentic. If he takes his time to come onto my show, he's taking time out of his day to talk. To, you know, to do his. You know, to do something for me. I'm. I can't sit here and pretend I listen to his music. Yeah, exactly. And then, and really, not his. Like. I, I've listened to his stuff after me and you talked about him. I've listened to his stuff. He's, he's not. He's good. He's good. I don't like. It. It's, yeah. not for, it's, it's not for. It's not for me. It's not for me. It's like, it's like if you if you have a favorite comedian, they're obviously good at what they do because they're a professional and they're making money doing it. And only a select few people make money doing comedy. But like, just because they're good doesn't mean you like their style or you yeah. like what they talk about. Right. So like for young young Puda, he's big. He's from here. He's good at what he does. He's not. It's not for me. I just want to know how he got his rap name, Young Puda. That definitely seems like a grandma. I'm, I'm sure that was a grandma name. Uh, that, that's. I was about to say. It seems like a grandma name. <laughs> your grandma called your him grandma Puda called you Young Puda. And now he's Young Puda. Like yeah. like Tunchi, Lil Wayne. His grandma called him Toon, so he's Lil Tunchi. Lil Tunchi. Lil, yeah. Lil Tunchi. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I wouldn't Easy do that. F baby. I got. I got enough respect for Young Puda that I could. I'm not going to have him come out for on his time. For me to just pretend to be a fan, because yeah. I won't pretend to be a fan. Yeah, because I support him because he's from he's from here and he's doing well, his thing. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, <laughs> I support him, but I'm not. I got too much respect to just talk shit on him. So yeah, I can't do it. But anyway, appreciate it, man. Sure, glad to come on, man. Yeah, dude. That's it. Oh, I should let it go. Yeah. Oh, I should let it go. Yeah. Oh, I just let it go.